make me feel so young. You make me feel like spring has sprung. Like the way he's speaking, his confidence is peaking. Don't like his baggy jeans, but I'ma like what's underneath them. And Love is a host space urban 18 and today we are doing the season five music podcast Woo! and Woo! returning i've got some awesome guests who i will let introduce themselves hi i'm Kay. i'm black john lennon on tumblr killer queen 80 on the archive and mc jazz hands on twitter just find me anywhere Hi, I'm Kitty, and I am Slayer Kitty on Tumblr, and that's the only place you can find me. Ooh, mysterious. <laughs> and and uh, we're going to play a drinking game tonight. Take a shot whenever Kitty laughs. I promise you'll be drunk in the next ten minutes. Uh, hey, now. You said you liked my laugh. I do. <laughs> Time to take a sip. <laughs> that was sincere. Jeez. All right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so we're going to kick this off. We're actually going to do this a little bit differently than I've ever done. I've actually prepared for this music podcast because in the past I've never prepared for these. So we're prepared. We're going to jump around a little bit. Okay, uh, let's start uh, off. Okay. So we're going to start off talking about Christmas first because it lifts right out. So um, we have a Christmas episode that, you know, may or may not have aired, which, you know, we can take or leave. I'm going to go ahead and leave it, but I figured we should dedicate <laughs> at least five minutes to it. So, we, uh, you know, I can leave it right there next to you. Honestly, I will say, I think... though, the actual episode aside, the music's okay. Oh, it's okay. I feel like they ran out of Christmas songs. I they did. Except for Winter bit. Wonderland, which I'm just devastated that that will be my hill that I die on. That I no, actually, that's my yes. I would have rather watched the McKinley side act out the Twelve Days of Christmas than <laughs> watch that episode. Oh, that's funny. I, yeah, it's. I mean, we had a podcast about it, and people, some people like it, and that's fine. You know, I don't. That's totally fine too. 
I think the music was kind of, I feel like the whole episode was mandated by the, by the network because they wanted to sell a Christmas CD. And I just feel like there's no real effort put into this particular Christmas album. They're like, whatever. You know what I feel like it was the episode and maybe a little bit of the music was these were all ideas we threw out in previous seasons. I'm pretty sure and they, they didn't work in those episodes. So let's just throw them all into this episode since we didn't have anything written for it anyway. Oh, and yeah. there you go. I totally agree with that, actually. I mean, I think that with the combination of how god awful the episode is with how mediocre the music is is kind of what makes it so bad because there are episodes of Glee that I don't really enjoy the episode, but the music makes it more tolerable. Like, I'm not a big fan of the episode Comeback, but I like the music in Comeback, so it makes it easier to, like, watch and not be bored. This episode, mm-hmm. I hate the music and I hate the story, so I just don't watch it. It just feels a little bit l- lazy. lazy. Yeah. yeah. They just, whatever, let's do these songs. They're kind of there. Uh, I guess we have to do a Christmas episode. Like, it's almost like, okay, we set the timeline so that we wouldn't have to worry about Christmas. And yeah. you want to start a Christmas episode one of your you know, when someone so close just passed away, Christmas sucks after you lose someone. So it's like, why even acknowledge Christmas in the first place? I feel like they almost had the script set up so that they wouldn't have to. Yeah. And the network was like, no, but we want our Christmas coin. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I totally feel that. I, and it's so funny because I later on, some of the fourth wall breaks were definitely pointed. And even earlier, were pointed at the audience. But I feel like this FU was at the network. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, maybe do. that's why it feels so. Because this episode, I mean, a little bit in some ways, it feels kind of angry. No, yeah. it is. Everyone yeah, is angry. Yeah. Oh yeah. Even so, when you have a sad episode like the quarterback, or even like sad episodes like the breakup, there's still like a a um, message of like positivity and like hope. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. episode felt like the opposite of that. Like, this well, is one like, of the only episodes that doesn't make me, like, happy. You don't. At the end of the day, you there is no real hopeful message. It's, thank God this actually didn't happen because this sucked. Is really kind of what I, at least. I, I we mean, didn't hear it because it was awful. So we're showing it to you now. I mean, it, exactly. It which is the opposite I like to feel on Christmas. Exactly. So I it just, and it goes against so much of, as you said, Kay, Everything, you know, Glee has all of these episodes and they usually they're very hopeful. And before and after, it's always very hopeful, you know, even despite the breakup and Corey's passing and et cetera, et cetera. But this was just, I'm pissed off. I don't want to do this. I'm going to piss on all of your Christmases. I'm going to, you know, piss off everybody I can just because I have to do this. And that's why I don't really like it. So, yeah. Yeah, but so anyway, and the Christmas music is. I mean, when you get to the point where you're doing the freaking chipmunk song, I think you've run out of ideas. I so. love the chipmunk song as like a kindergartner, but like even as, in as elementary as the school, in the, doing the chipmunk song, and even in yeah. elementary school, when we had to do like our Christmas thing, the yeah. chipmunk song was never included, even though it was little kids. Like it's just not something you can just like remake. It's cartoon chipmunks. It's iconic for well, I, a reason. And the fact that they made it dirty was just like, ugh, whatever. Okay, we don't need to talk about this anymore. Okay. <laughs> we <have laughs> and, we, and I never got to see Kurt grind on Blaine, and, I'm res- and I resent it. Yeah. yeah. Well, there is <laughs> That's that. what I wanted to see. <laughs> <sighs> 
Anyway, okay, let's move on to things that actually make us happier. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Okay. Um, so we're kind. Of, I'm kind of breaking this down into first half and second half because there's definite like not even half, but like the first part and the second part. And um, so I want to kick off. Let's talk about the tribute episodes. And first of all, let's talk about the fact that there really aren't a lot of tribute episodes. Not only are there not a lot of tribute episodes, there's not a lot of thematic episodes either. And I actually don't think that's a bad thing. Um, but I just but thought it was interesting. Do we feel like that was on purpose or? Is it just something that sort of happened because it was season five and Glee was kind of, you know, had lost the. Well, I think it's a, more, a little bit of more of a general audience, but it was season, more of the season three. Was, season three was so bogged down in tribute episodes and thematic episodes that season four, I don't think had as many in season five. They, they started just making sure that the music fit the plot line. So. Yeah, um, it was less of these trying to make these stories work around various uh, music, this various music, and more of let's get these plot lines out. And in, in general, I think that just is it's interesting to me that yeah, a lot of season five was very story focused, and, and the music isn't. Even though I love the music of season five, I don't think it was the focus the way it was in earlier seasons. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I do think that. There was less of an of an urgent need to make not necessarily not make money off of the singles, but less of that urgent need to kind of like pull from whatever is the most popular thing at the time. So I think that helped too. Mm-hmm. But also, they were kind of like in a while you kind of get to a point where it's like, well, who else could we tribute to that's going to make sense? Because like. We've kind I'm just of already glad that done we, all the big stuff already. Yeah, and I'm glad anyway. I never had to sit through like a Taylor Swift tribute or anything like that. Oh, God. <laughs> Which is what we probably would have started getting. It's like well, the and I also and the feel Taylors like and, in and I'm not sure how reflected this is in the music versus like the actual episodes and the writing and and things that happen. But I sort of feel like one after Corey passed away, more with season five than season six, but. Season five was sort of like this giant F you to the network. Yeah. Yeah. Like they were all, they were all over it. They're done. They're going to do whatever the hell they want. Screw anybody else. We're not putting up with this bullshit anymore. And it's really reflected. I think, I mean, definitely in story choices and plot lines and what was shown compared. I mean, if you compare like season three to season five, holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. But, Music-wise. And, uh, and I think that, I, I do think there is some of that in the music, too, because, I mean, first off, they started off the year with the Beatles. Now, I know that was already planned, but then after that, I mean, they do make some interesting song choices, so. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's, talk, let's talk, let's kick about, uh, let's kick off by talking about the Beatles. Um, I'm kind of, a, I, you know, it's interesting that they waited this long to do the Beatles. I, did they just not get the rights until now? Or did they? Uh, if no, I they did a Beatles song in season three, didn't they? Well, they've done yeah, Beatles songs throughout. I mean, they, I mean, Kurt was oh, that's right. They did some season two. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But I also feel like, and maybe I'm wrong. I have to look it up. So I might be wrong. There's always been some kind of legal issue with regards to the rights to the some of the Beatles catalog. Some of it, the like, you know, I think George Harrison might have owned like some of his music himself. Um, 
there's that famous story about how Michael Jackson bought the Beatles music from under Paul McCartney. And so yes, he owns he the rights to a lot of it. So there's always been a lot of legal stuff with regards to the rights to the Beatles music. So maybe they didn't have, you know, maybe they did struggle getting the rights to some of it. Yeah. Though, it's, with the exception of the fact that I don't think Kitty and Artie needed two songs, I, I like their choices. They hit the big stuff. And I think they did really good performances with the Beatles songs. I do too. And I think that it, it definitely in Love, 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 maybe not quite so much in the second one, oh. but. Go um, ahead. I have something to well, say. Well, I was going to say that I really, really, really love these song choices in Love, Love, Love. I feel like not only do they fit the current plots, but they fit it in a very like organic, less forced sort mm-hmm. of way. Well, you know what they exactly. did? Exactly. Between the two, two, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but because my dad grew up with the Beatles, so I grew up with the Beatles, they they did it chronologically, like they all did. the songs, all the way. They from actually the beginning say that ending. in the in the, uh, in the episode, they actually said they were well, starting they with like, early work, and then they were moving on to their later stuff. Late but the, it is yeah. if you if you sit down and the uh, through the episodes, the two episodes, the the music goes chronologically, and I think that's so cool that they could, you know, that they did that, and so I kind of understand why they like you know, ended the way they, that, you know, Tina and the sky with diamonds, the way it did. But, um, yeah, I just think that's really cool. It's a neat way to, to use it. I think it's a, uh, I mean, sometimes some of these tribute episodes feel so forced or so heavy with songs. And so like, they're just, Oh, like there's another song that we have to sing. in for this one, I mean, by the time they like did the six second Britney Spears tribute, you're like, okay, <laughs> I'm over it. You're a little over it at that point. The, um, but what kills me is that I am a Britney Spears fan. I haven't listened to her music recently, her recent stuff, but like for a while there, I was in there. And so knowing Britney's library, I still don't even understand how they managed to make two episodes out of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the um, first one involved but, hallucinogenic medication. So exactly. there's, but that. there's not even a plot there. And so. then... And with the Beatles, it makes sense based on not just their library, but they have very two specific phases. And I mean, as a band that was only together for about 10 years, they have very defined phases in their career. Well, there so, really is. I would argue there's three. I would say uh, two, because there's the early Beatles. There's like the mop top phase. And then there's like their psychedelic phase. But then towards the end, they were kind of getting out of that whole psychedelic thing anyway. That's what I mean. There's like this. There's there's that (laughs) you know, there's the early there's the kind of psychedelic middle period, and then there's the ending period where it got really philosophical, and a little bit more serious. So I always said three. I always kind of want like I feel like even though the first one maybe I just feel this way because they feel like they owe me reparations that Michael Jackson could have been two episodes and they could have done way Mm -hmm. better. And then um, (laughs) I think Madonna could have been two episodes. Like these are people with like long extended libraries well I so it think makes there sense are... that they did two beatles episodes and as i i mean i can't even i'm really bad and i can't even think of anybody off the top of my head but i do think there are other artists that probably deserved you know another to deserved you know their music being showcased before like a sucker and britney spears tribute but yeah because of britney i can understand why that happened again but um so yeah that's the Beatles and A plus on the music choices there and 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 yeah. just I mean we we kind of delved into the 
the minutiae of the actual performances on the episode ones, so I do say, yeah. like, go back and listen I to those. I will say, you know who they could have given a tribute episode to who? instead of Brittany? Hmm. They could have yeah. given Lady Gaga, like, an actual tribute episode. Oh, true. They oh, mentioned her yeah. so fucking much on the show. <laughs> We'll talk about, we'll actually talk about her in a minute, but go ahead and Kitty, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I just, I I really think it's funny that the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band song, it, it's Jake, Ryder, Unique, Marley, and I just feel like it's one of those songs that not everybody likes. Yeah. And so that's the one they gave to the newbies, you know, that and not it was a everybody weird, likes. Like the weird, <laughs> it was like the, the a weird version of it too. I I'm actually kind of proud of Glee for not doing with some help, you know, with some help from my friends, because it's so obvious. Oh, I would have liked that one. That's one of my favorites, though. I would have liked it. But I love it, but I'm so, like, Glee is sometimes if, so predictable. Yeah, so I'm that's really glad that they didn't go. In, in more of a, like, a, a fantasy-ish type thing, where it was, like, this uh, well, I wonder if it's wide was... group number, like, sort yeah. of, like, yeah. you in season one. Like with uh, keep holding on and stuff like that. If it had yeah. been like that, it would have been good. But I don't yeah. know if we would have gotten that. Well, there's exactly. two things with that one, though. I wonder if, A, there's really no good plot point to put that in with the stories that they wanted to tell. So that's, I actually can see true. that. The second thing is, do you think the censors would have let them get away with that? I mean, it, the whole song getting is high like, with a little hot. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> that's the I don't know, because sometimes Glee gets away with shit. And then sometimes they do what they do with Touch a Touch Me from Rocky Horror. Were they on an eight or nine at this point? Oh, that's, I don't eight. know. I think I it's think still at eight. eight. Though Chris got away with miming that weed thing when they were, when, during, um, during the song that they were on the pianos for. Uh, uh, get, back. Uh, get back. Get back. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not actually, I mean, like, it's implied in the music, so... Yeah, and they uh, probably wouldn't want to mention getting high. Getting high, come on now. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, "Gotta Get You Into My Life" actually is legitimately is about, about marijuana. Yeah, I know. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it wouldn't be I don't the know. first song to mention it. <laughs> exactly, and you know, just because that was the writer's intent, you can interpret it, you know, for the characters mm-hmm. and not the literal. The song's yeah. about a rat, kind of way. Oh, goodness. But, yeah, I, I mean, I'm guessing it's more because story point. Like, there's really no good place to put that song. Yeah. Um, so, um, the other really big tribute episode that they did was the Billy Joel episode, um, which is interesting because I don't, like, that's kind of not where Glee usually goes. So, I, I guess it's 80s, though. But, and again, I think they did a pretty good job incorporating I rarely say I rarely say this. And that's because I was that kid in high school who listened to my mom's music. And I even had a teacher joke with me that I wasn't cool enough because I listened to, I didn't listen to cool music. I listened to like the classic rock station. And this is pre-internet. And so normally I'm like, it makes sense for me that the Glee kids would like, you have these nerds who are like totally into music. It makes sense for me to me that they would like be into this. But yeah, for, it totally but, made sense for me that Finn would totally be into all that classic rock because you know what? That's what his mom listened to in the car when he was growing up. Exactly. But the Billy Joel one was a little harder for me because like my friends' parents listen to Billy Joel. I'm 38. So I'm you're, like, I don't you're know. You're just you're a year older than me, so 
Yeah, say we're all about the same age, I think. Yeah, so, like, I could maybe imagine that Bert listened to Billy Joel, but not like I don't know. But I love Billy Joel, so I was perfectly happy to have oh, yeah. the tribute. Oh yeah, I, I was going to say, um, my mom, which my mother is only twenty, a little bit older, over twenty years older than I am, so she's a little bit younger. Um, but she listened to Village Joe all the time. So these were like songs that I knew. Um, yeah. I grew up so. on the Beatles and yeah. Bob Seger. So like when, so I, you know, I love the Beatles, but like, so some people are just, you know, when you were in school and you were listening to top 40, they were like, what are you listening to? Exactly. It wasn't popular. Oh in yeah, the, in the '90s to, to like, like old stuff. Old so, stuff. Yeah, yeah and I was it's... like listening to like '80s new wave, and then like listening to classic rock. It was like you fucking. I hear mean, I listened <laughs> to some top forty, but not yeah. most of the time. It was classic rock. Oh, oh my god! And then imagine being oldies, the... so. Beatles. And then imagine being a black kid who's like, oh, I'm just listening <laughs> to this old Bee Gees record. They're like, what? <laughs> weirdo so and it's i don't know it's just the billy joel is a little hard for me to believe on the mckinley side because keep in mind where the characters are significant are a couple years younger than the characters we're used to yeah but but we're also supposed to this is the same group that we're supposed to expect would be excited about doing stevie wonder for a week true I would oh, not that Stevie Wonder excited, isn't yeah. uh, an amazing artist and performer but a and singer. But a white kids isn't going to get excited about him. Especially like writers sleeping out of his seat going, it's Stevie Wonder week. I'm like, do you even know who Stevie Wonder is? Yeah, like, well, I could see like Mercedes being excited about it and like unique maybe Jake. But like, let's face it, a bunch of white kids in Ohio are not getting excited about Stevie okay. Wonder. To be fair. One thing, uh, half the kids didn't know who Billy Joel was. So they'd explain that. That is true. That's true. I, that okay. is I will true. give them that. That's true. Okay. And this, I, I got crap. I don't remember the second point I was going to make. But like the whole, school jo- <laughs> the whole school joining them to sing Billy Joel? No. I will say, though, uh, You May Be Right is probably one of his more famous songs. That's and really if people sick. didn't know who Billy Joel was, they, they know the that song, song because well, it's um, one of those things that kind of gets played everywhere. I have to say, That's I, true. I love know. the way they, they introed that, though. The that, way Sue, like, it was one of the best introductions. up because they're all just looking at it like, oh, we're totally doing it. And I'm not just her, like, she's like, oh, no, 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 no. And you're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It reminds me of when she, when she told uh, Sunshine and Rachel to shut up <laughs> in audition. It was like that. Yes. Yeah, she walks in there. She, will you just shut up? <laughs> <laughs> you, okay. So I have an unpopular opinion uh-huh. to just th- throw out there. And and whatever you guys want to write, not you two specifically, but, you know, you out in the universe want to write me. That's totally fine. I will back this up, though. Um I think that the season one rendition of Piano Man between Matthew Morrison and Neil Patrick Harris was, I like that better than what Darren Chris did in this episode. And that's not because of Darren, but just the way... It's the arrangement. I don't... It's the arrangement. It's the arrangement. I will say that I wanted to like it a lot more than I did. It's not... I don't dislike it. It's good. It's it's fine. But that's the thing. It's fine. That's the Blaine solo I tend to forget about. 
not gonna yeah. lie. Well, it took me a second to remember that he's the one who sang that because like, it's, I, it's, yeah. It's well, and such, they, they, that the way that song is, and the way it's that such like, a. It's a generic performance of it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because in the and first, I'm not gonna lie, as far as Billy Joel songs go, that's that and New York State of Mind are two I'll never want to hear again. I've heard them so many times. times. I go to well, first of all, if you go to karaoke, there's a handful of songs that you just never want to hear again because there's always someone singing them. And well, so I like to go to a dueling piano bar. So you probably hear, and they yeah. literally do piano men. You know what though? I don't care how much you hate this song, and you guys probably hate this song. I will sing it a million times. Closing time. Uh, Oh, I love that song. Yes, love it. People hate that song. I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to sing it 5,000 times. People hate that song? Yeah. I didn't think anyone hated that song. I don't know anyone that hates that song. Me either. Okay. Well, just, just, you know. That's Maybe good. just I'm all glad. the people you know hate it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. um, So, yeah. uh, Um. My my thing with Piano Man, though, is just that when they did it in the first season, the weight of being, you know, like in this grungy bar mm-hmm. and, the, the you know, you're older. And, and they were singing along down. with the jukebox and it wasn't an it, over-processed number. It really, yeah. it was better. It was just a better done performance. I mean, it's Neil Patrick Harris, for crying out loud. Yeah. So, it's not anything against Terrence. You don't send me hate mail. It's just I I I think it was better done the first time it was done. But we want to talk about. Yeah. We'll talk That's about the danger of redoing songs, though. Yeah, we're That's gonna talk true. a lot about redoing songs this season. <laughs> yeah, so we- anyway, <laughs> we'll get there. Um, the other other only other tribute ish song or uh, episode, and I hesitate to even call it a tribute episode was um. Uh, Katie or Gaga, which featured Katie Music Actually, and, and Lady Gaga. One more. Oh, there is. Did I miss one? Wasn't Bash a Sodheim tribute? Mm, I, oh, I, we'll talk about that when we talk about that. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, sort of. Sort of. It, Bash was a Sondheim tribute, and the way that is it theatricality was Dude. a Lady Gaga tribute, or whichever oh, right. one it was. And what Mercedes didn't sing any Sondheim, but no. I remember him being. Um, Promoted as like a Sondheim episode, it's, it's so I didn't know if you counted not, it. I mean, and yeah. plus, I, I'm kind of lumping that with the. We'll talk about the New York group stuff because I think music is just different in that. The it is group, yeah, it so, is. So, um, so yeah, the, and the lady got you know. Okay, so I have to say my two cents again. I'm pretty sure I said on the podcast of that particular podcast, but I'm going to say it again. The opposite of Lady Gaga and Katy Perry are not each other, but more of like Adele. No. Like, oh, whoa. <laughs> Katie and Katie are not that different from each other. No, they're really not. Oh, my one God. Wears and one shoots whipped cream out of her boobs. Where is the opposite there? <laughs> Adele. Adele one is the opposite there. Oh, they're blonde. One's blonde, one's brunette. They're opposites. Like, yeah. <gasps> you know what we never had that would have been really neat? I don't know if the show would have done it well or not, though. A Beyonce tribute. Hello. <laughs> Did you see the one I wrote? <laughs> no. I didn't. You have to. You have to reblog that for me so I can okay. see it. Yeah, I wrote right. one where it's a Glee reunion for the Sam Sadie's wedding, and personally, I think that's all they should. Oh, do. that would. So oh. since it'll be on Netflix. So let's get a group number. Let's get a group number to blow. Like Jesus like a virgin, Christ. but more graphic. <laughs> 
That is an no. image. Thanks, Kay. <laughs> I have it planned out. I'll reblog it later. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'd like to that, read that. That's, that's, a, that's a must read right there. Um, so, yeah. So, the the interesting thing about the, the Lady Gaga one, or the Pit Kit, Acadia or Gaga, um, kind of brings up something that I'm, I know I'm skipping around a little bit. I'm going to say this. That they didn't, like, th- in this particular episode, they did a Katy Perry number where they're all sitting on stools, and it's dreadfully boring. It's an it's a nice but number. You know what? It's fine. I like it's so pretty. I love that it's cover. Really pretty. Oh, yeah. I'm not. I like not, the arrangement, but I'm saying season but five moved away from this tendency to, to sit people on stools. Right. Yeah. 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 And so he has um, a new new directions has not been a stool choir since season one. But then well, they yeah, end up doing a stool choir two. in season six. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. But um, anyway, so yeah, it just it's otherwise. I think it's a really funny episode. I know it wasn't oh, popular. That's yeah. really funny. There wasn't episode. a lot of not and my wasn't favorite a lot of blame, episode for. Why would it have a zoo? Why did I think it did? I mean, that's my like one favorite of the line. Funniest episode. <laughs> okay, the that's show. one of the best lines. It's funnier because I know that the closest zoo to Lima is the one in Columbus. Oh wow! It's funny because that you I live that. in I live in Columbus, so oh, I, I'm yeah. three hours from Lima, and the only zoo near there we have the Columbus Zoo and we have the Cincinnati Zoo. Those are the only two zoos in Ohio. Well, wow. it's also I don't think Cleveland has one. It's too cold. It's Part Jacob Artist's birthday was earlier this week, and Jenna Instagrammed the picture of him in that lion costume. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Well, part of the the part of the joke is that if you've been paying attention, the newscasters they are the always so they mention zoo all the time. And I'm just I never put it together until after that came out. Like, what zoo were they talking about? Is this going on at the Columbus Zoo? Like, what's happening at the zoo? Jack Hanna would not stand for that. (laughs) Oh my god! I just watched season one, and they said something about like a monkey escaping the zoo. Yeah. Yeah. So they say Uh that Glee has no continuity, but it took them until season five for all those zoo references to pay off. <laughs> it was amazing. I, it really was continuity when they wanted to, okay. and when they do, it's always something so minor that you literally have to be someone yeah, who watches the show. Like absolutely yeah. hysterical. So. Okay. Well, anyway, um, so that's kind of the tribute episodes, and I think, I don't know, I just think they did a great job with the tribute episodes. I think that the number of them seemed appropriate. They weren't trying to shove anything. Everything felt like. I mean, let's, oh, that's what my second point was like. I mean, let's be real. In season six, they're going to do a freaking Burt Bacharach tribute episode that just feels so. <laughs> oh, I like, still can't. That's definitely going to be on say episode, but you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, Burt Bacharach is kind of even a little for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> my mom song, listened but... to all kinds of music, but the only reason why I knew who Burt Bacharach was growing up is because I would always ask my mom about um Dionne Warwick who my mom was not a fan of but I would be like well how you know what is she famous for because when I was a kid she had that what are friends for song and then like the psychic network so <laughs> like I needed my mom to explain to me who this lady was and so and my mom had mentioned that infomercials at like Saturday afternoon at like three o'clock of PBS called the psychic friends network. exactly oh my and then goodness there was um a new wave version of always something that remind me which I believe was a Burt Backrack song that Dionne Warwick sang 
So, like, that's how I was familiar with him. But, yeah, that was, like, they'll be, like, doing a very Manolo tribute episode. Like, who was oh, that would have been better. It yeah. probably would have been, been better. Okay. So, moving on. Um, let's talk a little bit about the quarterback in City of Angels, which were both, you know, they were both quarterbacks. You tried to make me cry. Um, so, yeah, I know, Kay, you, did you say you had something that you specifically wanted to talk about with the quarterback? Well, I just, I like that the choice of songs I like that the the songs that were chosen for each character to sing feels very true to that character mm-hmm. I agree so like and I felt like fire and rain being uh-huh. sung by Artie and Sam like those that feels true to those characters to choose those songs yeah I agree I, I, and think, I thought I think oh, they did well as I say I think they did a good job with who also got to sing because, uh, you know, Kurt doesn't really sing except for that one line in Seasons of Love. But, uh, yeah, but let me that's so here, true to who Kurt is most of the time they that asked. he wasn't letting down any walls about this. Ryan asked. No. Ryan Murphy asked each of the cast members who felt comfortable singing and who didn't. And I'm guessing, I mean, we don't have any explicit, you know, Chris said no. And I would so, assume that he would not be comfortable with that either I know that he and Corey were really close. So yeah, and he was one of the cast members that that was more quiet about it. And yeah. So I can mm-hmm. definitely see that 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 he's not going to, you know. Well, and, a lot, I mean, and then it makes sense for Kurt as a character. It, it does, does, honestly. So I mean, but even like when Amber sings her song, I can feel like when when Leah sings the song, even though they're lip syncing, so you in the in the vocals and in their performance, you can feel. All of the tragedy, tragedy in it. Yeah. So uh, I'm, that's I'm, why my sister, my sister doesn't like Seasons of Love. She says she doesn't, she doesn't think that they sound good, and it's because they probably all cried their way through it. Yeah, that's probably their performances might seem a little rough, but I think it's understandably so. I, I still think it, the emotion is there. I yeah. think that even if it does sound rough, it really kind of it, it enhances the performances a little bit because. Yeah. You really feel they're feeling it, so then you feel it. You know, exactly. I mean, it doesn't take much to set me off anyway. Somebody drops that one perfect tear down their cheek, and I'm bawling like a baby into a tissue. So when it really, really matters, like I'm gone. Like there's not enough Kleenex in the world. By the time Leah started singing, I was a, I was over. It's yeah, I was, like, I was just sobbing. Well, hysterical. I, the thing about you know, Leah's performance in that, it, because so many times we've heard her, you know, cry sing for whatever reason. And now, I mean, this is a real thing that happened right. and she has real emotion and she's really crying. And in the, even in the song, uh, you know, she's, she's got a lot of emotion behind it. And I'm like, that's what's missing from what I kind of feel what's missing in a lot of Rachel Berry performances, because because There's, we've just, seen her stand and sing with the one tear, you know, ever since, mm-hmm. like, literally since Showman's, you know mm-hmm, what I yeah. mean? So it loses its effectiveness after a while. But here, right. because you know it's it, really happening, it's and it doesn't help that thing. everyone else in the room uh-huh. is, in, is completely, like, that's not acting. Like, it's all over their faces. Everyone because is you can, It's not just Rachel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Um, so what do you guys think of the City of Angels stuff and the, the idea that they're singing songs for fans? I had no idea that that was a thing that was going to happen because I always did my best to avoid spoilers. So I knew the songs and I listened to the songs ahead of time, but I didn't realize at the time that they were going to all be Finn's songs and they were going to do the thing with his drumsticks. And so the minute that happened in that episode, I'm bawling. Just absolutely bawling. And I thought it was great, especially because it really felt like it sort of bookended that that chapter in the show. Mm-hmm. Because, like, they went into the episode with, uh, what, Throat Explosion? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, we all know you're that Glee Club. Um, you yeah. know, something I'm going to say, this is a little bit in a different direction, but... Um, the thing that I think is interesting about City of Angels, it's our only competition episode of this season. And I think not only is it the only competition episode, but it's a competition episode that has a theme to it and it, you know, with these Finn songs. And I think that it makes it a better episode for it. And I just I got I think we've all gotten so tired of competition episodes up to this point to not have a season you know, full of two or three of them where they're just singing a bunch of arbitrary songs that don't mean anything. It's kind of nice to have... supposed to vaguely have a theme, but do they really? No. I like, (laughs) when you think about it, the competition episodes starting in season four, for the most part, had other things going on. And so they didn't feel like... If you take the competition episodes from season three, it's literally like the story that's happening is already garbage. Because it's season three, then you have a block and of twenty be- minutes of nothing but songs. Mm-hmm. Warblers, well, plus, there wasn't choir, any, and then there wasn't any of that heightened drama. Will they? Won't they? Kind of stuff because they screwed up at the beginning of season two. Said, yeah, we're going to New York. Mm-hmm. Well, in season one, I feel like they. I mean, even though season two's competition episodes, there were some better things going on. Obviously, original song is one of the best, but. The, the For season one, they had this like underdog feel and it had all of this drama and it actually worked. But well, even in the season and two, I don't think it works. Because I think that in season one, especially with that last 13th episode or whatever that was, it was 13, right? That they had front mm-hmm. 13, back mm-hmm. nine. Yeah. yeah. Yep. They didn't even know if the show was going to get renewed. So what exactly. really felt like when they filmed that and they wrote that it really felt like so much more than just the competition and glee club were hanging in the air. The show was hanging in the air. Well, you know, they wrote it both ways though. They actually filmed two different, they wrote it as a, they, they would have won if they had not gotten picked up. Um, they would have aired. Okay. If they had not gotten picked up and then wrote it. So that glee club was disbanded. That would have been so utterly. Oh God. Could you just imagine? Oh, yeah. God. So <laughs> At least leave yeah. it with a happy ending so we can imagine them all bebopping the way through high school. Yeah, that's what exactly. I mean. They, if they would have not gotten picked up, they would have had them win, and then the rest of it plays out just fine, really, other than the yeah. Glee disbanding thing. So, so anyway. Yeah, so in season four with Thanksgiving, there's more story there, and then with even though All for Nothing is kind of boring, there's something there because it's like the goodbye to Britney. And then this one, there's something thematically happening. But I still like that there's so much going on. And I don't believe you see as many... You see Broad Explosion. And I think you see, like, one other choir. But it doesn't feel 
as bogged down yeah. mm-hmm. as most There's, as most yeah. uh, competition episodes, especially feel. the season three ones. Oh my god, got so tiring. I love well, because at that point, like every stuff, every yeah. choir one had, like, at a time, songs. one at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I love you. No, both. no, no, one at a time. No, no, no. we're just gonna talk over each other. <laughs> no, I said I like them. I like the music in some of the season three competitions, mm-hmm. but the episodes are boring because it's literally just that. Like, there's no yep. room for anything else to happen. And if you don't like the music, yeah, then you're then it's like, I mean, songs you don't like. You guys have already heard my nationals rant, so we don't need to relive that. No. <laughs> Plus, I feel I I feel the same way. But yeah. And anyway, Kitty, what were you oh. saying? I don't even remember now. Oh, I'm sorry. You just, <laughs> literally, you guys were talking to the same. I had no idea what either of you were saying. <laughs> so. I am. I am so tired. This is just the longest week. I'm sorry. And you're lucky. I know my own name right now. It's just. Uh, mm. It's just been craziness over here because we've just had all this random stuff going on, and we've had. Uh, we discovered that we've had mice get in somewhere. We don't know where oh. they came from. And so we've spent all week trying to catch them. Oh, and, no. Well, we've caught three so far and had to get rid of them. But mouse number two was caught, or at least the trap was set for him at 2 a.m. last night. Oh, because no. my husband went downstairs and heard it moving around and realized it was under the fridge. And yeah, and I'm like, it, it. He came up and woke me up. I'm like, it is two a.m. Mm. <laughs> the house do better I be on be fire. For this? Do I? And I had to get up at six. And I'm oh, like, do no. I need to be here for this? Well, the best part about this is, though, finally, after about forty-five minutes of debating and trying a couple different things to get it to come out from under the fridge, I say, you know what? We're gonna tape a track, a trap, what are these glue traps, onto this wire hanger that we unbent so it's like really super long i said we're gonna stick it under there and he goes oh we'll try to catch it so that didn't work i said you know what just leave it yeah. we'll pull it out in the morning and see if he gets stuck to it yeah. guess what he was there he was there good good yes i know but i'm tired of trying to catch mice. <laughs> oh no i don't like <laughs> I understand that but I'm sorry. I like I wasn't trying to be mean either. I was just like I honestly could no. not understand either of what you were saying. You're fine, so. but but the, like so now like I've just literally got no idea what I was even trying to say because That's okay. it's okay. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, was oh. there was there anything you guys wanted to talk about more about the quarterback or City of Angels before I move on to the next topic? Uh, I mean, I just I like that they chose to because they could have chosen to ignore it. Yeah, I like that they chose to address it, and then you know I like the the songs they picked because even both times I really felt like they were it was part of the story. It wasn't forced. Yeah, exactly. I agree, and I think that just one of the things I really like about season five is their song choices. I think that they're not trying to force songs in there the way they were earlier or in, and they're not it's i'm kind of moving on to the next topic of you know the solos in the um the solos in the season there's, there were solos but there's not as many and when there are solos they're doing something there's a lot of fantasy sequences there's a, there's lot, a of, lot less x character is basically just a human jukebox yeah exactly you can say Blaine. No, I'm <laughs> no, I've seen her. thinking it, but I would say that that could apply to some other characters. Oh, no, Rachel, way more. But um, 
Like I was thinking about, you know, in season two when they did funeral and they literally put Santana, Mercedes, Cart, and Rachel just singing their songs on the stage. And yeah, like, yeah, I can understand if you're like you're in the audience and you're kind of participating. That can be a really fun thing to watch a person dance around. But when you're watching it on TV, it becomes stale. So I'm thinking, and you know, a lot. I'm gonna give credit to the newbies on this actually because I'm thinking of uh, Marley when she did Wrecking Ball and they actually made a Wrecking Ball. And when they okay. when now I'll give them credit. They really went there with that. But the song went on forever. Okay, fine. I've just been saying that they were doing things different with the solos, though. But, like, mm-hmm. I, you know, Jake's song, um, uh, he did the Janet Jackson one. Um, yeah. That one was good. Was I great. enjoyed that. That was, that was good. And then Janet even, Jackson deserved a damn tribute. Oh, yeah. Boy, how did season three so that, so that Diana could sing? Because I think Diana had the perfect voice to sing Janet's ballads. Um, and I'm thinking of Unique when when she did um, if I were if a I boy, were a boy. And that oh. really works for me because, like, you could – she they did with her what they, they usually did with Kurt. And then if the Kurt had a solo, it's intentionally, like, it's dramatic, it's emotional, there's a lot of weight behind it, and there's a lot of things going on around. And so I think – you know, with a lot of the solos that they did this year, or this during the season, they were very purposeful. I mean, they didn't have a lot of them, and and so you didn't they get weren't sick of somebody just to sing. Yes, exactly. So I think uh, the most solos are actually in the quarterback. Probably They're much more spread out than in previous and, and, seasons. And, you know, that's partially probably a result of who wants to sing, who feels like they can sing. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to force this on you, kind of right. thing. So I don't yeah. feel like I'm tired of Rachel solos. I don't feel like J- Jake. I don't feel like Blaine is a jukebox. Um, I, you know, I, I just feel like the music has a little bit more weight, especially. And when a character sings a solo, because they haven't in a long time, it's more meaningful. Exactly. So... So that's my two cents. I mean, if you guys can jump in. I feel like I'm talking a lot. Sorry. <laughs> no, I actually agree. And I think that because for me, I always say that one of my favorite things about Glee is like the ensemble nature of the show. Like mm-hmm. my favorite episodes are always ones where um, a lot of characters have a lot to do in the episode and the episode's not just focusing on one or two characters. And, and I love group numbers. That was probably why I enjoyed season four and five so much is because it really utilized the group. And so group numbers were are more entertaining to me anyway, as much as I would love to have like a Kurt solo or Blaine solo or Mercedes solo. I do still, I do find the group numbers to be more entertaining. Yeah. So the moving on to group numbers, um, unless there's a specific performance that you'd like me to hit on solo, just let me know. But um, with the group numbers, the thing that they really got right with the group numbers is that they did a lot of duets, so you had a lot of interplay between people. You had a lot more trios. You had a lot more, you know, just more than just the group numbers at the end of the episodes. But also, they used everyone's voices. They finally figured out. I mean, I think Hold On is one of my favorite group yes. numbers ever because everyone is singing, and you can hear them all singing. And it's really pretty awesome because you can hear all these different facets, and they're not relying on backup singers to fill in the vocals. You've actually got you know, Kurt and Elliot and Danny and Santana and Rachel and the, the McKinley kids, they're all singing. You can hear all of their voices and, um, or small group numbers, like, um, just the way you are with the New York side, when the six of them are all singing or five of them, how many were in that loft at the time, but, but yeah, it's everyone. Mm-hmm. 
it's not just one person with everyone dancing behind them. Like they're taking yeah. advantage of everyone's voices. Exactly. And it makes the numbers much more entertaining. Like in season one, you know, it would be a Finchel duet and everybody would just kind of move behind them. But now that we're into season five, it's everyone has a voice in it. Everyone's singing. And on top of that, they finally figured out how to incorporate. I mean, they did this in season four at the end. They started doing this in season four. But by season five, they learned how to bridge New York with Lima. So that everything was interactive. So that was another thing that I think made season five music so much more enjoyable is that it was you, they found a way to combine everyone, even though it doesn't make sense for the episode to be about Kurt's band. And then everyone in Kurt's band sings about him. (laughs) I agree with that. We'll we'll talk about that in a second. But, um, but yeah, I mean like think of like the puppets where they're singing with the puppets or the end of Katie and Agaga when they're all singing, you know, there at the end of, you know, even the end of the Beatles tribute, the end of all these songs, everyone is singing and it's not just a Lima ending or a New York ending, even though New York really didn't get endings in season four. Cam, but, back. I don't know what happened. Oh, oh, I lost you guys for a sec. I don't know how. Oh, no. Oh. Sorry. I didn't notice. I That's okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what I was saying, she was though, on a roll. I was on a roll. <laughs> um, what I was saying is that uh, I appreciated that, um, like the ending group numbers and all of the group numbers, they incorporated all of the New York stuff as well, so that it felt more like a whole show, whereas it felt so segregated in season four. Um, and because they also did a better job integrating the guest stars. Like I know we're gonna probably talk about them separately. Yeah, we'll talk about that but, in a minute. Yeah, yeah. but. Um, but yeah, so oh, I was mentioning specific group numbers like the the one in Puppet Master or the one at Katie mm-hmm. and Gaga or um, just really all of them. They they the, the ending of the Beatles tribute, uh, you know, all of this is, you know really combined everybody, um, and they and. I don't know. It works. And story-wise, too, I mean, and I guess the wrap-up podcast, I'll talk a little more about that, but just everything felt more like a a whole show, whereas opposed Mm -hmm. to in season four, it felt like two different shows going on. Exactly. So, yeah. All right. Um, So, yeah, kind of moving on to the, the, like you said, the, the... Main two guest stars were actual singers, um, Demi Lovato and Adam Lambert. And I know Demi Lovato was not used that much, but um, yeah. lamenting the fact that she does not have a last name. Danny. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, she's like Cher. Come on. Uh-huh. <laughs> My well, tag for know. her was Danny needs a last name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys watched her YouTube documentary. No, but but I used to watch her her when she was on the Disney Channel. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she was talking about her drug problems, and apparently, she didn't mention Glee specifically, but the time period that she was talking about where she relapsed really bad and had to go back to rehab was around the same time that she was working on Glee. So I think that's probably why we didn't, like, she was just, like, kind of gone Mm -hmm. all of a sudden. And I can imagine that with what had just happened to Corey... Yeah, the second anybody even seems to like be going that direction, like you know, yeah, uh-uh. you know what I mean. Yeah, so exactly. Once yeah. I figured, once I saw her documentary and saw that, I was like, oh, okay, well, that explains it. But yeah, but can we take a second and really appreciate Adam Lambert? Yes. Oh my gosh, he made the most of that character. Like, 
when they first cast him, because the only thing I had ever known about Adam Lambert before they put him on there was his stint on American Idol, because that was one of the last seasons I watched. I had no idea that he'd ever done any kind of, like, acting or theater or anything, so I didn't really know anything about him. And I was like, okay, yeah, he's going to destroy every song they give him, and it's going to be fantastic, but can he act? Yeah, I'm the same. I wasn't even that big of a fan of American Idol because I thought that they were playing favorites. <laughs> a little bit, I <laughs> and think, then like I yeah, didn't, yeah. yeah, and I and that was the last season of Idol that I watched too. I think it's because it was like the first season of Glee, and they came on back to back, and um, and I wasn't familiar with like any of his other music. I knew that he had like sung with Queen or something, and like made out with a guy on stage well, like, at some I award had, show, I but I didn't know that. like what to expect. Yeah. Yeah, and he then, met up with a dude on ABC, and they flipped. Um, and then, like, he I had went to the New York side, things, but yeah. I didn't know. Like, I didn't know what to expect from him as an actor, and he really just created one of my absolute favorite bit wow. characters. And I show. think that's I he know, did, yeah. He I did something. Elliot. He did something that I think that only Jonathan Groff did yeah. really well is that he managed to himself to the to the fandom. That's not what I was going to say at all. But, uh, but I agree <laughs> with you. But that is something that he did. I agree. Does anybody um, ever say that Elliot's a terrible character? No. No. But what I was going to say is that he really managed to feel incorporated into the world, um, especially the musical world. Because, like, Sebastian I, yeah. works. Grant Gustin works really well, but as not as a musician, but as a musician. Um, I think Jonathan Groff and Matt Bomer were the two mm-hmm. that I think just yeah. kind of, like, once they, like, they just, like, clicked. So, yeah, Adam Lambert. Well, I'm just thinking about last, you know, yeah, I mean, Sarah Jessica Parker and Kate Hudson were fine, but they weren't, like, it just felt like it was Sarah Jessica Parker you, and Kate Hudson. That's what I was yes. going to say, is yes, that every I major, with, you. with was, the exception of, with the exception of Neil Patrick Harris, yeah, felt like every other major guest star I couldn't get into their character. It's just, oh, yeah. and I, at first I thought it was because I can't stand Gwyneth Paltrow anyway. But it's <laughs> always been like, oh, here Gwyneth Paltrow's on Glee, and the episode's going to be about how Gl- we have Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, and this and episode's kind of about how we have Carrie Bradshaw. You know, and then Kate Hudson's character, like none of them felt like characters to me. Yeah, and Elliot felt like a real lived-in character who had his mm-hmm. own story before he meets these lunatics. And, and he still has his own story before he meets before he meets the crazy people. Well, and yeah, and he's like the perfect straight man um, to the craziness. And, and he was him. a friend for Kurt to confide in, which was such an interesting thing that they hadn't really done before. Well, think about how Adam didn't click in a lot of ways. I mean. I think he needed more development, et cetera, et cetera. But he didn't sing. You need Adam the character, right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Adam the character, not Adam Lambert, who really did was just. But I mean, like. If you think about it, his first episode, and there's Chris climbing the chandelier in front of him. Yeah. Do you remember when, when he had to swing from the chandelier and, and they should behind the scenes photos? This is like oh, up so behind the scenes chandelier. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so it's, it not, I mean, it's not, I mean, I might argue that Carson Chenoweth really did April pretty well, um, even though I kind of in find it annoying. Yeah. In the beginning. Then they started to do, then it started to be too much. I think after rumors, that was enough April. She was too much. 
Well, yeah. she didn't come yeah. back after that either. Now there was too much. I mean, bless her heart, Adina Menzel. Like they've just ruined Shelby. But like, yeah, yeah they owe her so many apologies. <sighs> oh yeah. <laughs> But I mean, it, it's nice to have guest stars who felt like they could be incorporated in and they weren't like nobodies, but they were legitimate guest stars who had, you know, a lasting impact. We still talk about them. We still think about them. And I was able to say this is Elliot singing this song as opposed to, oh, Sarah Jessica Parker is going to sing now. Yeah. Or like, here's Gwyneth Paltrow singing with CeeLo and now she's going to do <laughs> SNL with him and the Grammys. Like, yeah. Like, like it's, it, it, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Elliot is is a character on the show, and a lot of the other guest stars are are just guest stars. Guest stars. He actually felt like like if they had made him more than just a six episode stunt, I would have been like, hell yeah. See, and I, I yeah, think I would have believed him as a as a full fledged character. That's why I said I feel like yeah. Jonathan Groff is the only one that really like has the same kind of feeling to it. So, yeah. so that's my two cents about the guest stars. I, I mean, we're, I'm trying to think if there were any other. I mean, Whoopi Goldberg was there again, but I, I mean, mean, we had Whoopi, we had Shirley MacLaine. Oh, that's right, Shirley MacLaine. Um, oh, I liked her. I mean, I, I don't like a lot of what happened with her character, but I liked that they made her a flawed character she was not a one-dimensional character no she, no. she had a lot of like I, I was justifiably angry with her but also like i totally want her to do things for blaine and like i really liked that aspect of bringing her in but she, was, she was more of the actor type though not the musician like powerhouse yeah like, if, I, if i'm making sense on that it does so and I'm probably forgetting somebody somewhere, but that's okay. I'm, I'm like trying I'm to. Trying. Well, they had um, what's her name who played the nurse, but she's yeah, not but as she well known. Oh, yeah. She didn't sing either, so no, no she didn't. I was didn't. actually surprised. Um. So, okay. Well, and what's his name from Pitch Perfect? Sean Astin. Not Sean Astin. Yes. No. Oh, no Sean, Sean Astin. Astin's my. Not Sean Astin. Astin. Hang on. <laughs> Sean. He's really his brother, Skyler. Skyler, that's it. I was yeah. like, it's an Aston. It's an Aston. Who is it? It's Skyler. Oh, wait, is that his brother? Sean's his brother. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know it's that. It's half-brother. Um, it's don't a, they have another brother that used to be on Facts yes. of Life? I believe so. I can't look it up right now. So you guys are are it's so hard. Brother. Some people are going to be <laughs> listening to this and being like, who is Sean Aston? What does that give me? <laughs> How do you not know who Sean Aston is? He's one of the biggest movies ever. How do you not know that? They probably know him as Bob from Stranger Things. <laughs> Probably too. <laughs> well, I, well, you don't know who in, Family's games. I like that's Mikey from Goonies. What are you talking about? Anyway, well, yeah, I mean, and he was also Rudy, but people don't know who Rudy was. He you was Frodo Baggins for fuck's sake. No, he wasn't. He was Samwise Gamgee. He was Samwise Gamgee. <laughs> okay, um, Jeez, confession. I saw all three Lord of the Rings in the theater at midnight screenings and slept through all three of them. Oh my god! I woke up long enough. To, I woke up long enough to see Gollum, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And then I'm back to sleep. Anyway, we're not. Oh, you, of your life, right? Sean Anderson did not guest star on this show. 
Yeah, <laughs> it was Skylar Aston. I can never, uh, <laughs> I, I always want to call them by the opposite names, even though I know perfectly well who Sean Aston is. But um, but yeah, talk about it. That was a great little cameo there. That he did a really great job. Hamming. I was two like years old story. when I realized that the, they were brothers. I I did not know. They were they're half brothers, but they're yeah, like, I mean, half brothers. No but they're definitely brothers. Yeah. Um, so and I anyway. like I like Skylar Aston's voice, and I think that um. He was really nice as a one-off villain-type character. Yeah. Which you don't normally see him play. I liked it because my sister always makes this point that the reason why the competition episodes never worked for her was because they had their best competition in season one when Jonathan Graw did Bohemian Rhapsody. My sister's like, when you have competition like that in the very first season, like it's hard for anything else Everybody to live up to else it. So she, yeah. she never well, felt I, like the other teams were believably well. And I think like, they better. made a mistake. And, yeah, they made a mistake thinking that oh, people like the Warblers. Let's let's keep bringing them back. And it's like no, people like Blaine and the Warblers. There's exactly. a difference. So them bringing back the Warblers arbitrarily. Um, just didn't work yeah. because Blaine wasn't there and, and whatever. So I think that Skylar Ashton, because of his, because of how good his voice is, Throat Explosion was the first time that it was believable that New Direction by a, a, a show fire season let's, one. Let's yeah. take exactly. a quick second and talk about mashups really quick because that song was not a mashup; that was a medley. <laughs> they yeah, went back and forth. It threw me. me so hard when they released the title for that song, and I went, "Are they mashing them up? Yeah. That is going to be fun." Whacked out. There is. Glee goes back and forth because sometimes they truly are mashups, and sometimes, like when they did the the um, Moulin Rouge and a girl, that, girls and boys on film, I was like, that wasn't a mashup. No, and this is another one that wasn't a mashup. That was a medley. The songs medley. a mashup is like it's when you actually songs, legit yeah. mash up the songs. But um, they, I only believe they did one mashup the whole season, and I think that. I mean, it's they're hard. They are hard to do. So I can understand why they didn't. I'm kind of um, glad that they well kind of cut like back they were on trying that. too hard to mash up right. songs sometimes. I think that um, it's a fun thing, and like when you get two songs that really, really work together. But when you do like uh, the one in season four, and I'm sorry if you guys like it, don't hate me, but it was the uh, Setterfold and Hot in Here. I'm oh like, my god! Like that did not. No. <laughs> it just did not I work. I like watching the musical number. I was just going to say, visually, it's an okay number, but listening to it, no, when I, I changed it. When I first saw the song list, and I was like, excuse me? You're messing up what? Yeah. It was like in season one when when Will was trying to mash up Dude, the thong song. No. And with with song I could have danced all night. Yeah. yeah. I could have danced like, all night. Yeah. That was kind of like, that's not know, happening. Jake Giles and Nelly? Yeah, no, but I I can't, you know, and you guys have to, if you guys have it up, you can have to look. I don't remember what song it was that they matched up with this one, but um, yeah, if you look, you can find it, but um, but yeah, I don't think the show needed it. I mean, I know they were tired. It, it is, it does take a lot of effort to put those things together. So Shows no, all you it, need is love and she loves you as a mashup, but the, she loves you part is actually no, part no, song. that's part of the song. That's not, I a, know. Yeah. Part, no, that's part of the song. Is it nasty no. rhythm nation? Yes. 
Oh, yes. Which okay. turned out very well. I think they did a really great job. That yeah. one actually works. You know what? Part of the reason why it works is because they're both Janet Jackson songs. And they're from true, that same true. era of her music catalog. Like, it's the same feel to both the songs. So it's yes. not a stretch to throw them together. Right. Exactly. But that is the only, I believe that's the only one that they do. And that's fine. There's, it doesn't need to be. <laughs> we don't need an entire episode devoted to it. Yeah. Yeah. I was mashed out. I was over the mashup episodes in season three. Yeah. After mash off, I was like, you guys uh. don't ever need to do this again. Yeah. yeah. You, you okay. did it. You hit your high on the Adele song. Let's. Yeah. Not, like you know. you're, you're not coming back from that. That's your peak. There's <laughs> the, you're not peaking beyond that Adele mashup. No. Yeah. That's the only mashup this season. So, so yeah, I, I I'm not seeing think, any other ones. I think season four mashups were kind of weak, to be honest with you. So yeah, that's no, just my two cents. So yeah. I okay. love season four, but yeah, no, I agree. I was kind of over the whole mashup thing. So okay, so let's talk a little bit about the music of a hundred and new directions, which are the remakes of old songs. Remember and, when they sent uh, out the thing? For yeah, which was such a crock. Jesus, oh, totally I. Right. When they said that, I was like, this is going to be a goddamn disaster. Yes. This Okay, so this is the thing. Did I lie, though? No, I... Okay. If anybody... If anybody doesn't know, um, before the show aired, they said, hey, guys, what songs would you guys like to hear again? They listed a whole bunch of songs. We picked. We're pretty sure that they didn't actually pick the winners. <laughs> they picked what they wanted. Because... People were like... I'm Kurt, Kurt's going to need to redo this, this, and this, and this person should be singing this. And I was like, you guys, don't they're fall not for this. To you they're just gonna they're not going to do it the way that you want to do it, and you're going to yeah. be pissed. So don't choose this and so, then get mad when Santana sings Defying Gravity. Like, I was like, just don't get your <laughs> No, it was up. Mercedes, not Santana. Yeah. But yeah, no, but, but I she mean, was at trying the time to make, before. Yeah, I got okay. Yeah, I get your. I point was like, I'm you're choosing right. songs I have. I was like, I'm choosing songs that I have no emotional connection to, because I knew like if I choose somewhere only we know, it was gonna be like Quinn singing it to Sue or something crazy. <laughs> like it was gonna be characters that I hate and a storyline that I don't care about. Okay, so I'm not so gonna get invested. Let's. Do you, do you guys have this pulled up? Let's go through these, because I, I want to say, because I actually think it's hit and miss. I think there are some that are great and some that sucked. Well, so, I'm looking I at agree. So let's go through they're these. not in the order they were in the episode. I they're not? They... We'll just start with, just go through them. I clicked just... on the episode, and now they're in order. Okay, so go ahead, <laughs> okay. Kay. We'll let you do that. Okay, so the first one is Raise Your Glass. Which sucks. <laughs> It was horrible. Yeah, it was it so was. bad. See, now I thought that that was not the first song of the episode. It is. Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah. Wow, I've repressed a lot. I again, I was like, this is not going to be like Blaine singing it with New Directions, which is what you guys want it to be. <sighs> and it was terrible. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I said it, it in was the episode. Auto, extremely overly auto-tuned for one. It was so bad, but it was it was fun to watch. They were obviously having a lot of fun. But yeah. Kristen Chenoweth, bless her heart, it sounded so bad on that song. It's how I feel about when they give Leah certain pop songs. Like, for the re- the thing about pop is, yes, you have your Christina Aguilera's and, like, your pop stars that can really sing. Lady Gaga part, can. Yeah, Lady Gaga's another one who, like, sh- did you see A Star is Born? Oh, my God. I haven't, anyway. I haven't yet, no. Oh, my God. Anyway, then you have your Britney's. 
and yeah. your Rihanna's. And these are people who are not there to give you vocals. Yeah. And there's an imperfection to their voice that when you have like Kristen Chenoweth or Leah Michelle who have these trained Broadway voices that yeah. are very clear, very precise, very enunciated, it doesn't work because it's not, their voices aren't, for lack of a better term, dirty enough. I was just yeah. going to say they're not dirty enough. Not gritty enough. Yeah. It's in, and it's, when well, they try to add the grittiness in Yeah, with there, the auto-tune, it, it just... It's not a good sound. I mean, even Matt exactly. Morrison, though, doesn't sound very good on it either. It just no. sounds bad. No. So that was a bad one. Okay, thumbs down. What was the next one? Toxic. I'm going to give that one a thumbs this up. Was good. I actually think this was better than the original. Because the first time it was Will singing it with everybody in the background. It was gross. Yeah, it was so, so. like... Pedo will remember the pedo yeah. will be oh, where you guys yeah. around for that. Yes. it was very that. So I think I guess was, I was around for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I think there was, was no Jacob in Israel like masturbating in the crowd. Oh, yeah. gross! This is like a thousand times screaming better. about wanting to have was it Mr. Shoes babies? Like yeah, yes. like this is just a thousand times better. Thumbs up. This one gets a thumbs up. Plus, yeah. hey, all, all, you know, you get Quinn, Santana, and Brittany in skimpy lingerie-looking stuff, so that's never a bad thing. Yes, exactly. Um, all right. Next is Define Gravity, and I have a lot of thoughts. Okay, well, let me say my <laughs> thoughts, and then I will let you say, let you say your thoughts. Okay. Uh, okay. My so thoughts. In there, my thoughts are going to probably so fall in between your thoughts, both of okay. <laughs> My thought is... For I like them individually. The songs they, they each have like individual tracks. I like them individually better than what they did for the episode. And as a Kurt fan, I am grateful that he got to redo that and hit that note. That is my two cents that I would like to say. That I I have that, and I I listen to it regularly, and I actually like that. But I will let you go ahead and say what you need to say. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Well, here's the part of the podcast where I remind you that fandom is a dumpster fire. <laughs> and <laughs> and they were really awful about Mercedes singing on this song. Um, because it was supposed to be like a rematch between Kurt and Rachel. But here's the thing. And I just watched Wheels. In Wheels, when Mr. Shu says that they're going to do Defying Gravity. And Mercedes is kind of like, oh great, you know, it's so like white or whatever. And then... Um, Mr. She's like, we're going to dip something in chocolate later. Um, and then when Bert goes to the school and, you know, basically says you need to have auditions and Mercedes says, I'd like to audition. Mr. She says, we don't have time to rearrange this for you. Basically like, unless we're going to, we're not going to put like a gospel R and B like theme to it. You can't, obviously you can't sing it as is. We have to rearrange it in order for you to sing it. And so it was a callback to that that she didn't need it rearranged. And so I was I happy that really she got that like that? moment. Because there'd been so many moments starting in season one where Will was such a racist asshat to Mercedes <laughs> that never got called out. And so I did like that callback that she had originally wanted to compete and Mr. She dismissed her like outright. I okay, so I agree. I'm not disagreeing or arguing or anything like that. I'm, what I want to say is I don't think Kurt needed to even be a part of it because this story was clearly about Rachel and, and Mercedes and yeah. Kurt just wasn't a part of that. I do think the it's 
frustrating when you have these songs that are iconically, like with Raise Your Glass, was definitely a Blaine song. And to not have Blaine sing that again is is frustrating. And like I think that fandom was being unfair to Mercedes in that respect because of the, the stuff that happened with the card. I don't think that they were right with what they did. And I think Mercedes sounds gorgeous on it. I just, it's also frustrating that we didn't get like why couldn't it have been like kurt and mercedes singing why does rachel even need to be a part of this again i mean like it it just the issue with the idea of redoing these songs is that they took songs some songs that were iconic moments on the show and they took some songs that weren't Exactly, and then the ones that were iconic moments on the show, like your Defying Gravities, um, raise your glass, raise your glass. It felt disrespectful to the original moment, right? In a lot of people's eyes, the way that they did it here, and so with raise your glass, like that was like a big moment. I remember people on TV about pity were really fucked up about it. They were like. Um, Need direction to sing it. The Warblers are just a bunch of privilege. And I was like, first of all, oh the my Warblers god, are I remember more... that. I was like, first of all, the Warblers are more racially diverse than the New Directions. And second, do you think Blaine's the only one there because of the bullying policy? Whatever, I divert. Uh, Whatever. But, um, Television yeah, without a P but... was a dumpster fire of dumpster sh- dumpster oh shit. So I'm not. Let's not. Let's look that. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> you I'm glad it burned these, down. These iconic <laughs> moments. And it's the 100th episode, and so you have these expectations of what they're yeah. going to do with them. Yep. And then it just felt like a letdown in a and lot of And it didn't ways. help that the story, like, Kurt didn't have any story. Kurt and Blaine both didn't have any story. And, like... Which is odd, because Blaine's glee club was the one that lost. Blaine's the well, one that's graduating. And we talked and we about this. the new Rachel. We, t- we talked Hello. about this, actually, on yeah. the, the 100 <laughs> podcast, is that this episode was specifically picked to be a, it actually, I always have called it a season three episode wrapped up like a season two episode. They were trying to pontificate towards the old, old fans. And they took, they, you know, that's why we have a giant Puck and Quinn. I mean, when the frick do we need, why do we need a Puck and Quinn storyline in this at all? Puck and Quinn are those characters that like, they pop up in the series finale and they're like, Hey, did you guys know we're together now? And that should have, that's all, we freaking need it. Yeah, we didn't yeah. need all of this. So they they basically made a season three episode and stuck it in season five. And, and it and as much as everyone felt, I know how everyone felt about the newbies. Yes, that's my hill that I will die on. It was really unfair that these last two episodes, their last two episodes, and they didn't even have any dialogue until the end of the next episode. No. Well, see, and, that, and that's why I like gone. New Directions I like better because it was more of what the show had become. Um, th- so the hundred episode I could leave it. Anyway, were there any oh. more songs in? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, There's Valerie. Valerie. Which I is basically like just. I mean, it's good, but it's literally more or less the same thing they did it in is. season two. Yeah, and the only it, difference yeah. is that Britney sings on it now. Yeah. That it became a duet, you know, but it I was like it literally the same. the same. Yeah. 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 Um, it's, a, it's, it, a, it's okay. It's yeah. A, you know, but it wasn't like something where I was like, oh, this is like, it wasn't like toxic where I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. Version. It was, it was just, just like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was okay. That's virtually cute. the same song that they did twice. So, 
Exactly. Um, after that is keep holding on. Yes. Mm. Which everyone sang for Quinn. I mean, which, it's, it's shades of the original, though, because that's exactly what happened in the original. It is. And it does have a little more of an emotion behind it because the whole Finn thing was kind of that specter hanging over that moment where she exactly. was like, I that's what I was going to about say that. And yeah. do you think he ever forgave us for what we did to him? And that kind of resonated a little bit. And I think so, that was a lot of people said that they did that because Diana couldn't make it to the quarterback. Okay, I'll give them that. Yeah. I, I don't know if I like it any more less than the original one, though. That's I don't feel the same about the original. I'm just kind of indifferent. Yeah, it's it's one of my more liked songs from season one, but I mean, it's not one of the. I like watching the video of it more than I like listening to it. Like yeah, the performance. Yeah, because the performance is where the emotion lies. Yes. It's not something that I can go back and, like, I don't even think I have this song. And yeah. then the last song is Happy. No, um, that's actually in the next episode. Oh, right. No, it's is not. It? It's oh, the end Jesus. of I guess it is. Oh, oh that's because this, yeah. Holly Holiday slides <laughs> yeah. in on the buttered floor. That's, it's, no, it's not. That's season two. No, she does it here, too. Does like she? Oh, my intro. God. It's been so long. on a buttered floor. But, like, no oh. one buttered the floor this time, so I don't even know. Yeah, I don't yeah. even know how she did that, but, yeah. I do. Totally is she wearing up. wheelies? No, I don't know. No. She's wearing boots. Okay. No, she pro- they probably oiled up the floor for her. Um, yeah. <laughs> I do think it's funny that Blaine sings most of the song with her. <laughs> it's kind of random, but I kind of And like then it. it's over, and he's like, who are you again? Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's, it's it's so funny because they're being all playful through the whole song and all this stuff, and I'm just like, you don't even know who each other is. It and is then they're literally just, I want, let's get Darren and Gwyneth Paltrow to sing together. Pretty it's much. Really funny. Literally right, so, the entire reason for it. What about the songs of, because uh, there, there are more in New Directions, too, that I kind of want to go and through. So. Can I just say that I really wanted Happy to be sung by Artie. I mean, it's Pharrell Williams, for crying out loud. Oh. Um, so let's talk about New Directions then. I am right. changing. That was awesome. It's so yeah. good. I I hate the sort of forced reason for it. Yeah. Does Kurt and Mercedes really care if Santana and Rachel make up? No. I don't think so. But I love any excuse for them to do a duet. Can well, I just only... point out the fact that it's absolute garbage that this is only their second duet? I was going to say, they've only had two, which is really <laughs> sad, which is really Because when this is not like Fergalicious or something in season one and then they cut it? That was yeah. just Kurt. I don't think Fergalicious oh. was in that one. That was just Kurt. Oh, well, Chris okay. broke his ankle, too, or something like that. He broke and his then there was... wrist. He broke his wrist. He broke his ankle at some point, too. I don't remember when, he... though. Poor kid. I don't, he's that like was me. a different episode. <laughs> I he's don't like remember me. which one I'm from. Mm. Anyway, um, this and I like that they use a lot more, you know, new songs in this episode too. So, but I'm changing. And also, I love how Rachel loved to say that Mercedes couldn't do Broadway, and she does two Broadway numbers back to back. Oh yeah, episodes. absolutely. And she suggested Mr. Celebrant to Kurt. It's it's really nice though that uh, with her singing songs from Dream Girls throughout the show that mm-hmm. uh, oh my gosh I blanked on her name hey. Amber it's Amber she went on to be in Dream Girls mm-hmm. I know oh my god oh yeah so I know I love and that. I love 
I love that this, hopefully, this might have gotten some people to check out Dreamgirls as mm-hmm. a musical, whether you see the movie with Beyonce or, you know, went to go see Amber in it, because it is, cla- it's a Broadway classic. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you that just Glee as a whole exposed me mm-hmm. to a lot more musical theater than I'd been exposed to, and so mm-hmm. I do have a new appreciation for some oh, shows I had never seen before. That's, so yeah. there is that, and I do think it does that for people. I do, I agree. I've always right. been more of a movie musical person, yes, but it did introduce me to some Broadway stuff that I wasn't as familiar with. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, what's next, loser like me? Party, uh, party, time. party. Oh, we'll just God. forget that one even happened. Except yeah. for the outfits, the outfits were good. It was fun. <laughs> it was. I can't stand Gwyneth Paltrow, and I don't think she can sing, but it was fun. It was fine. I don't like the intro with the temple grind and stuff, though. Yeah, that, that, was, that was not fun. Much. That was that very was offensive not and not in a good way. <laughs> I mean, no way, no. offensive way. It's sometimes, good way, but I'm just saying. sometimes with Glee, it. Because part of their shtick is their over-the-topness, I think they have a hard time telling where over-the-top crosses into offensive. Ooh, can I tell you one time that I think the offensive actually worked in their favor and it was really funny? Season six, when they're at the, um, that conservative thing, and they, like, the... Yes. Yeah. I'm blanking yes. on this. I've only seen season six one time all the way through, which oh is when, so, when they go to the tea party club to get them to join Glee Club, and then it turns out that they're like birthers, and they think Obama is um, a Muslim, and they're like really terrible, and then like um, Mercedes tells them I off. I have blanked this entire Oh, and even the part where it ends, and, and Sam goes, and by the way, Quinn slept with the Latina lesbian, and oh, he's wait, just like, no, oh yeah. that. <laughs> yes, I remember that line because that was great. So that is, you know, okay. But no, I had this blacked was... out that whole scene until until you brought up that line, and now no. I remember that. Go line. watch it; it's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, you should. Season six is better than people give it credit for, but whatever. I, I, um, I don't know why I've never gone back and watched it a second time through. I don't know because of too much Sue Sylvester. Uh, I have that problem. Mm. I agree with that. Anyway, that's for next. Excuse me, next time. Oh, okay, so Loser Like Me. Um, it's really good as an I really like it. Song. Who this is way cover? better. Yeah. I like, hated it the first time. Well, it grows on you like a fungus. The original. It's <laughs> one of those the songs, songs that... The did using... Yeah, yeah the, the credits. Yes. Uh, yeah. There's that a band out there. TV shows with credits. But um, yeah, it's I love. The, I mean, yeah, the lyrics are still the most ridiculous, but it's so beautiful. They do such a great job singing it, and I love it. And, and yeah, and it's such a, like not only you know they they slowed it down. They you know well they put Blaine in front of a piano, so already you have my attention. Why would Blaine know this song? Kurt told him. Oh, why would he was, they were there? They were there, though. Originals, whichever one it was that they performed. Enough it. to play it on the piano. We heard it one time a year, two years ago. I bet Blaine yeah. would do that. Come on, <laughs> let's give Blaine some credit here. Even though I'm not just Blaine's fan, I'm like, words, okay. But you know how to play it. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm teasing. Come on. I'm teasing. I know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was just like, okay, sure, Blaine. Yeah. But yeah, it's um, way better this time around. I don't, you know, that's one thing for me. I don't care. Like, I just, I suspend my belief for most of the musical stuff. I'm like. Yeah, I mean, I suspend my disbelief all the time. I just find it funny. Yeah, it's just like after a while, yeah, you either have to find it funny or turn it off because the show will make your head hurt. Exactly. Yeah, Uh, you can't. um, I try to tell people, like, we can't really apply life logic to this show. Like, that is applying real life logic to community. These shows don't work in that way. We were talking about, I think, in Old Dog New Tricks about, like, nobody should be learning their life lessons from Glee. No, it's funny. My friend literally just posted on Facebook about the show Insecure, and she's like, "But y'all really shouldn't be taking dating advice from this show." And I was like, "Why do people were people's parents not there to like sit them down and be like, this is fake? Don't take, don't take it so seriously. Are people really taking life lessons off of what they see?" Good idea to emulate your favorite character because pretty sure their life is a train wreck. Oh man. So, um, so I'm guessing the next one is Don't Stop Believing. <laughs> nope. No. Be okay. Actually, no. Oh, it's be, be okay. okay. I yeah, forgot about be okay. And oh, I actually I like this song. I say I like it. It's nice. This it's, is the one where Santana and Rachel sing, and then Kurt drums on Mercedes' leg. Yeah. Yes. Or Kurt's drumming on somebody's leg. It's, it's on Mercedes. Yeah. 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 I don't know why that point that part always sticks out to me. It just yeah. makes me laugh. I don't know. I think because yeah. I get so much joy whenever I get Kurt Sadie's, because then I get to be like in your face for the well, people plus, who swore that they stopped being friends after Girl Cheese. <laughs> it, plus, it's also just fun to see Kurt. So I'm always like in your face. You know. Again, you know what, Kay? I was so am, good about pulling focus. Kay, I'm very sorry. I was not in fandom at that point that I could make <laughs> you, you know, be okay. Like, because like. I, you know, I have never stopped <laughs> believing so... in Curtin and, and Mercedes. And so, oh, man. But then again, I, I even myself, I still got to write that man. thing about the Kurt fandom. You're almost kind of I don't have a particular there. affiliation about the Kurt Mercedes friendship. If you can ma- you make a case for me that they're still friends, I will go. Okay. Sure. I can. And I have. I, I couldn't make you a have. case. That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> okay. I have no strong <laughs> feelings about it one way or the other. So that's okay. I'm I mean, okay. Like, I don't have yeah. feelings about, like, Britanna. I mean, whatever. <laughs> They're there. It's fine. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> um, so, okay. So then we get the Quinn and Puck one. Just one Which, reason. Yes. Uh, yes this one was controversial. Somebody comment, like, why are what do, were they back together? Did we know they were back together? What is happening with this song? I like, don't know what it is talking about. Okay. How random the song is. I don't think that it is random. I think it fits just, fine. And I know that a lot of I people think people wanted really Kurt. wanted it to be acclaimed yet, yeah, but I don't yes. think it works for them. I don't think it works, especially at this point in the relationship. No, I think what it was is they wanted it to be a claim song during the breakup. And they just never used it for that. I think so what then, it is is that people were, yeah. So then when they used sorry. it for this, and then they're like, this song doesn't even apply. Yeah, it does. It makes sense for them. They sound I fine on it. that people were like, I like this song, so I want characters I like to sing it. Oh, yeah. I can understand well, that. Sometimes fandom would do that, and I would just be like, okay, but chill, because it doesn't even make sense. 
for your favorite character to be singing this. I, I so don't like, think the song makes sense down. for Heart and Flame. That's just my two cents. So it doesn't. It didn't during the season four stuff. It just did. Works better. There's so Quinn many angsty songs to choose from. Well, and I like, so, and I've said this like a million times, so I'm sure everybody's tired of me being a broken record about it. But Glee was not interested in telling like the breakup part of the break. They wanted the get together part of it. So they're always going to sing. Finchel's going to get the angsty duets. I'm sorry. Clayne's going to get the happy ones. Let's, you know, whatever. I'm sorry that Kurt and Blaine have the weight of the entire gay community on their backs and that they need to tell a happy story. It's kind of true. Okay, uh, I was gonna say you're not wrong, <laughs> but all right. So then there's "Don't Stop Believing," which is my favorite "Don't Stop Believing" because everybody gets to sing Agreed. on it, and I love it. Agreed. It is the best one. I love it from the way that they have like the original New Directions come out, and then Blaine, and then Sam, and then the newbies. Like I like mm-hmm. that they kind of acknowledge. The like the order that order yeah. of appearance, I guess. Yeah, I thought that was really cute, and I do love that everyone gets to sing, everyone gets a moment. Um, and this could have been a perfect series yeah, finale, I, it mm. could have been, yeah. And I'm I glad love, it's not, but I love yeah. that. Me too. Is it Chris got Corey's mind? Yeah, well, me they, too. Yeah. Yeah. Lord, Leah and or did Leah do Corey's line and Chris took Leah's line? Yes, okay, yeah, yeah. But I also so. like the video that they show right before this that leads me into too. the song. And, and I think it kind of, the whole thing, like, really works well together. Like, because mm-hmm. you could be like, oh, my God, they're doing Don't Stop Believing for the fourth time. But it's the best version but of it. it. It works in a way with the, the whole lead up, with the video leading up to it. And then, like you said, with everybody singing on it, it is just a little bit different. They all have slightly different parts. And it it could have not worked. We could have all said, Jesus Christ, not again. I like exactly. that song, though. So I don't I mean, get I sick of too. it. So. I don't either. <laughs> you know, I can understand it's if they one were... of those eternal songs that you will never get sick of hearing. Yeah, like if I if there was a song yeah. that like they played over and over again and it was a song that I hated, yeah, I can understand that. But I, don't stop. One of the reason it works is because it's such a freaking catchy tune. So and it's just a beloved song. Yeah, and in in a sense, it's sort of like a like an underdog type song. Like don't stop believing. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. Like it's like a well, anthem's a strong word, but no, sort of in that vein, you know. Yeah. So. Exactly. And for anyone who's watched the show, you know, been watching the show up until this point, it just has those memories of the first season connected to it. Exactly. And so yeah. you're always going to feel somewhat sentimental when you hear About that, that or when you hear like, don't it's, lean on my parade. It's, yeah, it's like every time Don't Stop Leaving comes on in the car and you're, you're Will Schuster crying. Yeah, exactly. You know, Will Schuster crying in a car, not gift. Yeah. Like when they when they eventually remake Funny Girl for real with someone that's not Leanne Michelle, I'm gonna feel a certain type of way when I hear "Don't Rain on My Parade." <laughs> yeah. You know they're gonna do it. Yeah, it's coming. You know they're gonna do Someone's it eventually. Do it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Exactly. So, kind of moving on to the second part, we got the New York City arc, and let me say my two cents, and then you guys can comment wherever you want. But, um, I kind of want to say the interesting thing about this the way the music was used in this that it's almost 
an afterthought that they have music in there and yes it's all relevant to the story and everything but the stories were so rich and so you know developed and there's so much there that the music didn't feel as strong i mean i like a lot of the stuff that's in there but i i just don't i think that it was just it was okay it's there we're doing this but that's not the most important part of what we're doing right now we're the most important part was the story and I, I feel like some of that you is know down to the smaller cast. Yeah. They and had also, they I'm less at it cast, and... so they they had more mm-hmm. they had more they didn't time have to squeeze to in develop. as much. Yeah. yeah. That's that's where I, that's what I was trying to say. Well yeah, most <laughs> of the, the most of the they had maybe four or five songs an episode when the, sometimes they were doing seven or eight in a lot mm. of the New New so, York has six songs. But it and they they didn't even realize they had that many like that. Yeah. 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 And you get songs like Downtown where like exactly. everybody's singing on it. Yeah. And not only that, but they progress the story. Because when yeah. I'm looking at this and I'm like, what do you mean it has six songs? And I, it doesn't feel like it. Whereas you take because another episode that has even fewer songs, but it still feels like these the songs are holding up the episode in exactly. a different way. Honestly, if or, I had to pick a, an episode that it sort of feels like the songs are a little shoehorned in, it's probably Bash. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. But, um, I, I think that a lot, all these songs, they progress the story. They let everybody have a chance. I mean, we get a ton of claim duets, but we get a lot of like different people duets. We get a lot of group songs. We well, get... Downtown is this great introduction to, hey, everybody's in New York now. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Um, I mean, isn't the um, Don't Sleep on the Subway, is that the... That's like the first time that Rachel and Artie have sang together since like season one. Oh, yeah. I don't think they sang together before, you know, any time really. well, between them. They problem. sing together a little bit in the Don't Stop Believing at Regionals in season one. And then they have yeah, this duet. It. I don't think there's any time between that that they. Glee has a problem. And it's just because these other storylines were these other storylines that this even happened with Rachel and Artie that it, ha- it sticks people together and it never lets them kind of, you know, Mix it around because there are some really fun. Stories. I mean, why was Santana and Blaine mm-hmm. never have a story? Why didn't Mercedes and Blaine never have a story? Why didn't Kurt have a story with you know See, Sam? Don't get I mean, me started. Hey, Kurt had a story with Sam. We just I had to make up my own story. Oh, I know. I'm just saying. And I had then, to make up <laughs> my own story for Mercedes and Blaine. And I even did like when I wrote. Um, I did a fic. Well, it was kind of a sketch fic of the last, the Glee's quote unquote last season, where I I mixed everybody up too. But it's like, it's a shame that they kept forcing the same characters. Even as much as I love the amount of claim that's in the New York arc or Sam Sadie's or et cetera, et cetera. It's unfortunate that they never took a chance on developing different, uh, you know, pairings because I think there was some really and, interesting. And I had to write a, yeah, I lived in the same house. I have house. to write a fic about you what know? was going on. That's what I was saying. I wrote a fic about yeah. what was going on in that apartment with Mercedes and Blaine and Sam because, you know, the the show didn't do anything. I was like, "What are you kidding me? You've got Mercedes in the same house as Blam, and I don't get to see any of her yeah. reacting to that." Oh man! But yeah, um, she I rolled so hard she gave herself a migraine and had to go lay down. <laughs> One of um, the chapters in the fic I wrote is literally "What's up, Lamb?" <laughs> and um, Sadie's being like, "What's happening there?" 
with um with bash it's supposed to be this the kind of sondheim ish and as as kitty said way earlier it's kind of like the way theatricality is to lady gaga they have a couple of sondheim mm. songs in there i i, uh-huh. I it's strange i don't dislike any of the music but i do think it is a strange combination well, well it, there I are find some the, really random songs in here because so there's broadway baby um mm. not while i'm around hang on let me see here okay no it's no one is alone you make me feel like a natural woman. Broadway baby, not while I'm around, colorblind, and I'm still here. Which is such a... Uh, and is I'm I still here Sondheim? Music- hmm? Is, is I'm still here Sondheim? Yes, I okay. believe. It has to be, because Kurt sang it for his thing. Oh, that's right. It's from Follies. I find the majority of the music in Bash to be a little on the boring side. Yeah, it's very pretty. But I think it's because almost all the songs are slow. Yeah, yeah. A uh, Broadway baby's kind of upbeat. Um, That's and I'm the still only here one. is a little upbeat, but yeah, like yes, all it's the other the ones only are one really is. slow. Yeah, and the episode and the as a whole is really depressing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in in a sense, like you know, I mean, everyone's all freaked out about Kurt getting hurt, and and that one dude got. You know, bash to that at the beginning, and it's just kind of. A, and the Mercedes well, friends are telling her not to date Sam, and yeah, a big deal about the whole interracial thing, and it's just and like it's just kind of a downer of an episode in a sense. I think that I also think though that because I remember talking about bash, it feels like they're kind of like two different episodes stapled together, and I think the yeah. music feels the same way. Yeah, because, exactly. Because like you, you've got Mercedes everybody doing singing any. Sondheim. Yeah. It's like she's over here doing Aretha Aretha and and her own song. An original song. Yeah. And Um, that's not bad necessarily. It just feels like it doesn't belong in this episode. Kind of moving to Tested. The funny thing about Tested, I think it's the New York Arc's weakest episode musically. I I just... I, I think because Artie has like two songs, and I'm not a it's, even though I love, it only has four songs. Yeah, yeah I think I think you are right musically. It probably is the weakest episode, yeah. but like story wise, it's probably one of the funniest episodes they have done. Well, yes, in, it I is think, since like season one. Yeah, and that's I think that's what yes. I was kind of talking to my point that like. It didn't really that episode could have had no music in it and it would have been fine. It really um, would have. So it's, it reminds so, me of season one because season one had episodes that had like maybe yeah. two one or two numbers songs at that, all. Yeah. But they were yeah. so good and they were so funny and and insane in the way that this one was that you don't need the music. Well, it's kind of, yeah. Although, I mean, I'm never going to say no to Kurt and Blaine. No. Love is a bad And I'm never going to say. <laughs> or Mercedes and a gospel choir. The, oh, yeah, that was. Oh, I, yeah. yeah, I'm not. I'm I, 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 the only one that was weird was the quartet one with the Sam Sadies and Artie and that chick. Um, but, <laughs> oh, yeah, I, that was strange. Let's wait. A, is that Let's Wait a While? Let's Wait a While, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's, so let's talk about opening night. Um, how do we feel about like going throwback? Um, 
about we've got this funny girl thing and they do greatest star again. It's not that it's bad. It's just that I like I am indifferent to both versions. I know it's going to give me trouble, but I don't care about either of them. So I didn't really feel. I just kind of at this point they've done every single song in Funny Girl. Like, are there were there even any left? No, that's why they this? have to do that again. <laughs> yeah, I don't think right. there were. Jesus, yeah. um, I could have done without like Sue singing twice. That would have been. Yeah, I could have um, done without. I could have done without NYC and Who Are You Now with Sue on them. Mm. However, Love Needed Fool might be the, the, one of the best things they've ever done. Like visually, love. Yeah. I loved it. Is it was the, okay? So that's the other thing. Dreams okay. are weird like that. They really but are. Like, the nice thing, because they do it again in the backup plan. They make the songs funny. Like Love Fool is funny. The Rose is funny in the backup uh-huh, plan. Yeah. So. Yeah, and Pump and Blood. Oh, is, that's like, one of my favorite musical yeah. numbers. Not Great. only is the song good, like I love the song, and it's an example of a pop song that works for Leah. Yeah, exactly. That's the type of song she should be singing if she's going to do pop. Although I will admit, I do have both her albums that I like them, but that's besides the point. Uh, <laughs> that's the type of pop song that Leah should do. Yeah, not some and of the other ones where they have to auto tune her so much it just doesn't work. And I like the, you know, the club atmosphere and, like, you get to see them being, like, kids in New York. Oh, yeah. Like, like that's songs. what I like about Blame It on the Alcohol because yeah. you got to see yeah. them be kids. It's and like, so it's like, these whoa, kids are, like, whoa. in their early 20s. Yeah, late teens, early 20s. They're going out and getting, you know, wasted. Did? Blaine knew about the club, <laughs> so clearly he's been there before, yeah. you know? So I liked getting to see them go out and do stuff like that because I think sometimes... The it's show like, didn't oh show my us gosh, enough of that. They're real people for five minutes. Exactly. It was a very um, natural thing for that, like that whole yeah. scene and and parts of that whole episode. I really like. Um, let's go to the backup plan. I'm just kind of racing through these, but um, backup plan. Good, the music things. and backup plan is kind of boring, with the exception of the Santana and Mercedes duet. I think that Story of My Life sounded better. They didn't really need to. I cannot watch it. Yeah. <laughs> so we talked about it in hand embarrassment. Yeah. We talk a lot about it on the podcast. We don't need to go Ugh. through it again. But yeah, oh, um, I can't. The Rose is funny. And the only thing I think that I, I get it, it's Shirley McLean, but I think her vocals are a little bit weak. So the pieces um, they piece are. of my heart um, didn't work for me, especially when it's about like them throwing money around and it's the one person. I'm just like, so- oh. I don't get it, okay? I love Janis Joplin. I love Janis Joplin. And she had, like, this raspy voice that just, oh my, it just gives me chills. So, and when I think of who on Glee would be singing Janis Joplin, I would think maybe Quinn and, like, the Stink Phase. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe Puck. Not Blaine and a senior citizen. <laughs> It was so weird And like I imagine Darren As Darren Could probably do a killer Janis Joplin number Darren as Blaine It's fucking weird Yeah it was weird You know what um, did work though Uh, The slowed down version of Wake Me Up I actually thought that was really well done Yeah It's not I didn't hate it Yeah I was I just I don't know It's just like it made it super depressing but it was supposed to. Who's Avicii? 
Avicii. I think it's Avicii. Isn't it Avicii or is it Avicii? I it's don't know. Avicii. Is it? Uh, he was like a singer slash. DJ? Oh, was he the one that died he, earlier this yeah. year? He killed himself over the summer, I think. Yeah. And now, okay. so that's sort of. I'm old. I didn't know who depressing. he was. Yeah, I did, but that's okay. That's like, um, I think that's I'm like old. the only big no song clue. he had recently. Like, he had, I think he had more of like an undergroundish type following, but I could be wrong about that. But yeah, I was I actually heard this on Glee first, and when I heard the see, original see, this song, top now that Glee is over. Okay, I don't know who a lot of star because I don't have Glee to introduce me. Yeah. Um. <laughs> all right, Katie so, Perry comes out with a new song. I don't have Blaine to sing it to me. <laughs> um. Anyway, I didn't get my Blaine cover. Swish swish. God, <laughs> I didn't heard that song. Just um, imagine Blaine singing Chain to the Rhythm. That would have been so great. I also don't know that song. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> See? <laughs> what? Go, YouTube it, Kitty. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, old Dog, New Tricks. Um, we, we talked... To Maybe the- if I'm lucky, they'll lip sync to it on RuPaul's Drag Race, and then I'll be like, oh, okay, that's new. Uh, um, oh, the, the old dog new tricks. I'm glad Kurt got a chance to sing. I'm. I do think it's a little unfortunate they had June Squid singing with him. It's kind of like the Shirley MacLaine thing. Like, okay, we can, need to lay off the. Can I confess? Do we know if Chris got to choose? Can I make a confession? Song? I will answer your question, Kitty. After Kay says her confession. Okay. Okay. I Go. hate the music in this episode. Actually, I'm not a fan of it. Either. I just. Yeah, the music and stuff just, is kind of garbage. Eh. No, I wouldn't say garbage. Yeah. Is too far, I like. I, I will like, say just kind of. It's just nothing stands out. It is not the well, like werewolves in London. I have not heard that. Last time I heard that song was in a Rite Aid. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I melt with you and take me home. I think those are really great. They're good, but I, I don't know that. Like, I don't love them. I kind of oh. wish Sam had got to sing Melt With You by himself. Yeah. That makes sense. Can I can I make a confession? That, sure. you know, I'm, if anybody sends me any kind of hate over this and whatever, I will kick you hard and find you, whatever. I actually don't really like the Kurt songs in this. <laughs> I, I think yeah, no, memory, they're not good. I don't think memory, I think memory is boring. And I think Lucky Star is fine, except for they add in all of the, um, the the June Squibb stuff, and I don't think it works. Um, Did you hear that they're making a movie version of Cats starring Taylor Swift? I, and I, I wasn't going to see that. it because I hate her, but now Idris Elba's in it, so now I have. Somebody oh else is in it and that it, I want to see. Idris Elba's going to be in it, so now I have to see it. Oh. <laughs> anyway. I was like, how could you put Idris Elba in this? Now I have to watch it. Right. Uh, I I just don't like the song memory, so it's not like I'm hating on Chris. You this guys is actually all know the first that, time I'd ever heard memory all the way through. Most of the times that I same. ever heard somebody start to sing it, they get like two lines in and it gets interrupted as a joke or something. To answer Kitty's question, Chris got to pick yeah. some of them. Okay. Um I couldn't he, remember, and I feel like that this 
like was a question that got answered. Lucky Star right. was definitely one he picked because that's on Chris's workout list, so he really wanted yes. to do that one, which makes sense, and that's one reason. Plus, why he actually... also wanted to be strapped into a harness and jumping yes. around the room. Yeah. So um, I... I... if you got to yes. sing it by himself, yeah, that's my <laughs> yeah. Like, he just the addition of all of the the lovely old people um, just didn't work. Uh, but um, I think he picked memory. I think that was his as well. Um, I don't know about the other ones, to be honest with you. So I can't really don't. tell because they also don't look like songs that you know the RAB and company would. Either so well, then I, I feel like maybe I they walked argue, around and went okay, like or maybe like they walked around and went okay. We need like two more songs for this episode. Draw out your suggestions, and this is what we ended up with. Like the '80s song, yeah, because like "Melt with You" and um, "Take Me Home" are '80s songs, and that fits right in with R.I.B. Yeah, so. I'm just thinking that somebody was stuck in line at the at Ralph's. <laughs> and these songs they came on, and they're like, like okay, like six songs I found the that. songs for this. I found the songs for this episode. They mm-hmm. all played back to back while I was in line at Ralph's. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, well then let's go to the the finale, which I do think has a lot of really great songs in it. Um, so Mercedes yeah. gets the best original songs. I'm just gonna say that. Well, she gets most of the only original songs. <laughs> <laughs> but like starting with Hell to the No, she just gets like really good original songs. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a great Blaine solo in here. Oh my yes, god! We get um, the American Boy. It's, it's fun. They're ridiculous, but it's fun. Um, yeah, Pompeii. The, Pompeii, really, really great ending song. Yeah. And then the only one that's a little bit weak. Uh, it, it works because it's more of a Broadway thing, and Shirley MacLaine does it a lot better than Jonas Japlin. But the um, the no yeah that they yeah. do. Yeah. We're, I'm not a huge fan of glitter in the air. But, oh, I forgot. I um, forget about that. So when when I went and saw Leah and Darren in concert, she actually sang mm-hmm. this as yeah. part of her set. Really? And she said the reason why this song was picked is because uh, they were asked about songs that they wanted to start singing because they knew the show was wrapping down, mm-hmm. you know, because they were only going to have 13 episodes in season six. And this is a song she picked. She wanted Rachel to sing. Oh, well that makes sense. Oh, okay. So and that's what the thing with the, with the old dog, new tricks. I know Chris wanted to sing those two songs and that's why. Cause, yeah. Cause they also, cause when, I when wonder she was which talking one, about I wonder... this, um, when she was talking about this, she said that when they started getting to that point, there was a period in time where R.A.B. and company were coming to them and saying, what is something you want your character to do before the show ends? What's a song you want to sing? What is something you'd like to see happen? Chris wanted to write an episode, so they let him write an episode. That kind of stuff. So some of the stuff that starts popping in towards the end of season five and throughout season six is because it's some of what the cast wanted. I just Can I throw something out there, though? Were you just... Where did, I can't imagine... That explains a spell, because that's kind of random. That I wonder if that's one of the things because Chris way back when when Kurt and Blaine broke up said there's still songs that Darren and I want to sing together. I wonder if that was one of them. Which one? <laughs> the Estelle, the yeah, uh, uh, American uh, Boy. Oh, American, American Boy? Boy. I don't know. I'm kind of bummed that they left out. This is it, unpopular because of his current antics. Darren, I mean, Darren I'm kind of bummed that they left out Kanye's verse. Jesus. 
Leah didn't really say anything about that song in specific. It was just but did sort she of say, conversation. Did she but, specifically say that about Chris? Uh, I believe yes, that she oh, said that because she also mentioned because later on they talk about they talked about how Darren got to write songs for the show, and that was something he had wanted to do. Well, I just think it's funny because Chris said for so long that he didn't want to write one, and I thought that they had approached him and say, "Hey, it's coming to I the feel end." Like wanna... it was okay. Well, I think it was kind of a cross thing. So, like this, it's getting to the end. Is this something you would want to do? And he said, "Yes." Okay, that makes sense. All right. Anyway, um, I just imagine that either Chris or Darren chose American Boy, and even though he's an ass hat, I'm like... bummed that they left out Kanye's verse. I feel like Darren. I was gonna say Darren. that feels like oh, a Darren. I... Yeah, <laughs> that was a Darren. Yeah, pick. that's true. Um, that was a Darren pick. If well, anybody you know, picked just, that song, it was Darren. Let's okay. So we're at the point. Let me let's talk really quickly about the fact that yeah, Kurt, Kurt, <clears throat> Chris and Darren's last. So photos, wait, Kurt and Blaine. What? Kurt's you... last solo is I'm. I'm still here. I'm still here. No, isn't yes. it memory? No, because oh, Judy Squibb no, because sings on it. I because the, like, yeah. I didn't think about that. Yep, you're His right. His actual right. last solo is "I'm Still Here." Blaine's is "All of Me," um, mm. and if I remember correctly, they were asked, like you were talking about, that what they wanted to. And I'm pretty and sure they good solos. Yeah, yeah. They asked because Rachel's that, last solo of the season it is "Glitter in the Air." Yeah, but her last solo altogether is is this time. So that's that, true. She got she, that's a better one. Um, but she's the only one who got solos in season six, isn't she? They, but they they didn't uh, want to. If I remember correctly, they they asked to, to sing less, and I think that's you know they Kurt and Blaine still got a lot of duets. They had three duets in season six. They still sang a little bit, but I think that they just asked to not sing as much because you know musical numbers took up so much time, and at that point. You know, they just didn't want to have as much energy put into it as they used to. So, well, and there was only thirteen episodes left at that point. So, so. It, and and by the time season six got around, it wasn't even just f you to the network. It was just like we're doing whatever the hell we want, and we don't care. And and the only people who are watching at this point are the diehards, anyway. So, you know, and that's you know, I'll save this for season six. But I don't think season six. I, Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just, just defend season six a lot because I think it's a lot better than people give it credit for. So. I oh I, I have just no, watched. I it have no I issues with the bulk of season six. But I just did, the just only don't thing think I have an issue with is the Sylvester episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. really. I mean, I'm not like a hundred percent fan <laughs> of the newbie centric episode. Oh no, child star! I have my issues with that too. I, but, but oh I kind of like the, it. I like I like parts of it. I'm not like there's other parts of it yeah. that I'm just like, oh, can we just not? But other yeah. than the Sue episode, no, season six is solid. I don't have any real complaints. Um, but wrapping up kind of this stuff, uh, let's take a second and talk about the fact that Kurt and Blaine got five duets in the and, and six in the entire season, um, and they used them a lot. And there's a you know. Even though season six isn't going to have a lot of them singing, I think season five did. And I think a lot of their storylines, you know, had a lot of great music. And then in season six, the storyline didn't need, I mean, like Krofsky's going to say in season six, you know, it's about speaking it, not singing it. And yeah, it's a lot of commentary about the show going mm-hmm. 
ending on a real note instead of this musical fantasy note, if that makes sense to me. Anybody? And, and, yeah, and no, I that agree makes with sense. that. And I also think that, you know, unfortunately, with what happened to Corey, and I know that this has probably come up on several episodes when you're talking about them, because of that, a lot of the focus of the A couple sort of got shifted onto Kurt and Blaine, who had always been sort of the B couple. Mm-hmm. And because of that, they actually did mm-hmm. get more duets. Mm-hmm. And Which we all so, liked. I mean, exactly. I mean, I'm not going to complain, but so that's, I think that's part of the reason why they did sort of just by default in some ways sort of slide to the forefront and, and get a little more mm-hmm. story-based music rather than Blaine is a juke. Yep, exactly. So, exactly. Okay, so do we want to wrap this up by doing? Let's do least favorite first, and then best or favorites, um, just so that we can end on a happy note. Okay. So, um. All right. Okay. So we're gonna do least favorite performances, and then favorite performances. And who would like to go first? Well, I know my least favorite. Not only is it that I hate the song, okay, okay, we'll let Kitty go first, and then Kay, and then I will go, okay? So, my least favorite will probably be Blurred Lines. Oh, my God, I forgot that existed. (laughs) 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 I actually muted the TV when it aired. I'm an awful because I love that song. Ugh. I hate the song. I hated the performance. I hated everything about it. It was icky. It was throwbacks to, to Peter Will for season one. <laughs> Just no, no to all of it. Just bad. <laughs> okay, Kay, what is your least favorite? Okay. Only one. What is it? Which one is okay, it? Okay, so do I have to choose only one? Oh, no, you can do as many as you like. <laughs> Within reason. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't name, like, 20 of them. So, <laughs> Every St. Anna's on. You are a woman, I am man. Oh, oh that was bad. It's so awkward. That's, yeah. And that song that Miss that Will and Emma sing about knocking her up. Danny's boy. Danny's song? It Danny it's song. Daniel's song. And yeah. It's, Good when Will and Emma aren't singing it. <laughs> and um, they actually do the name him Daniel, good. so continuity, I guess. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. They named him Daniel Finn, so they do. Yes. Um, and all the times that Sue sings. Oh, I was gonna say. I was okay. gonna say something, and they're like, "Oh wait, that's season six. Never mind." <laughs> I will give you that. And I will give you yeah, that. yeah. I agree. You know, okay. oh, oh, is Santana's version of Santana's version of Don't Rain on My Parade? Not my favorite. Oh, I see, and I really, I've heard, I've heard worse, but it's not my favorite, and it's not Santana's fault. It's not Naya's fault. It's the arrangement. See, that doesn't that one doesn't bother me at all. But that's okay. I can have a different opinion. <laughs> yeah, and then. Okay. The fact that they had Adam Lambert sing, I believe, in a thing called Love, and you have Chris Colbert, and no one did the high parts Falsetto. that the band is known for. Like, what yeah. the hell? Yep. Like, how do you not have Adam Lambert doing the touching you? Like, what the fuck? I, I okay, don't know. 
Um, mine is <laughs> mine is gonna uh, um, the chipmunk song. I freaking hate that song. I hate it. Yeah, <laughs> um, I love it, but not like to hear. I like it when it's Christmas time and I play my chipmunks on the radio for, and you or like for the in the car. Exactly for like nostalgia reasons. I don't want yes. to hear other people, adult people, inhaling helium and then singing it. No. Yeah, well, I mean, no. even gen- I, I actually just don't like that song in general. But um, yeah, no. Well, I, mean, I love the song. Well, because I love that Chipmunks episode. Of the actual See, and I, I just love tune. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. yeah. Don't hate me. I never even liked the chipmunks in general. So, <gasps> oh my! I have. I know. He has to go sit in the shame corner. I'm sorry. I have been a fan of people singing cover songs my whole life, starting with Adam and the Chipmunks. If it weren't for Adam <laughs> and the Chipmunks, I probably would have never watched Glee. <laughs> <laughs> that is a statement. <laughs> I have all the chipmunk records on vinyl when I was a kid. I had chipmunk rock, chipmunk sing punk, and the chipmunk Christmas album. Okay. Oh, and the first oh, stuff. The chipmunk and I have the something I need to listen to, so that I need to go like YouTube that like. And that. I have the chipmunk's country album. Oh God! Achy breaky heart. I've heard that. I forgot they did that. It's aw- It's great, but it's awful. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Man. You know what? I just got an image of though Rory singing Achy breaky heart. <laughs> Why? Why? That's so wild. random. What the hell? <laughs> Could you imagine him singing that? Anyway. I am now, and if you could only see my face. <laughs> anyway, let's do. I let's do. I was the one that was high. He's, he's <laughs> doing, and and see in my head, he's doing the little dance, the oh shuffle goodness. that he did. It's oh, not the, happening! Wow. Anyway, anyway, let's go on to favorites. Go ahead, Kitty. Go ahead, name your favorites. Oh gosh. Um. Um. Where you are? Okay, it's a good one. It is a good one. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite arrangements. I love everybody singing on it. You're my best friend. Oh, yeah. That's such a good um, one. Also, um, group number-wise, I'm quite a fan of the What Does the Fox Say? That's yeah, I like that one, too. <laughs> Ooh, I don't care what If I had to pick fun. a favorite group number, it would be Hey Jude. And mm-hmm. Jumpin' Jumpin'. That good one's ones. good, too. Good one. Yeah, um, but it's actually my favorite song ever. Mine too. Awesome. I Mine love too. I'm actually there's something tattoos on New Year's Eve, and I'm gonna get take a sad song and make it better. Oh, that's mm. so awesome! That's one of my favorite lines. Awesome. Mine but too. I, the song is it's so slow, but it's like so hopeful. Mm-hmm. It is. It, it is. is. Agreed. I, I love it. And I don't know if there's this interview that used to come on TV all the time where Paul McCartney would talk about that song and how he wrote, he wrote it, it for, for John Lennon's son, right? And there was one part, um, oh my God, I'm blanking on the lyrics. The one about the shoulder that John had corrected and Paul said to this, like he had written one thing and John was like, what if you say this? And Paul said that to this day he gets choked up when he sings that part. So now I get choked up when I hear that part. Oh. <laughs> I've, I had a teddy bear in high school that my friend bought me when this boy hurt my feelings, and I named him Jude. Oh, sweet! Yeah, I still so have Blaine. Jude. Blaine singing "Hey Jude" was like the highlight of the second Beatles. Episode. Oh, absolutely. Hey. Yeah. Um, f- for me, 
Uh, I have a couple of them. Um, I, the, the version of Don't Stop Believing um, is one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. Um, the group number Hold On, just I, I I don't know why. I can't even explain it. It's such a bad song, but I love it. Um, oh, that it, song. It's, okay, so that song is just cheesetastic in all the right ways. Exactly. But my favorite. I, hate when I sang a karaoke, and then people were like, oh, my God, are you singing that because of Bridesmaids? And I was like. Get your millennial face away from me. I'm seeing it because Wilson Phillips was awesome. <laughs> anyway, See, we're on that older like, edge of the on. millennial thing. So so, yeah, I yeah. We so remember a millennial. So. Huh? <laughs> anyway, hello. Do what? what? I'm one um, of those people that's in between because I was born in 1980, so I don't count myself as a millennial. But nope. Mm-hmm. Technically, if you go gener- if you go by the years, millennials start with 1981. Yeah. So yeah, see, I was like, I, I can't be a millennial. I'm older than MTV. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I edged into that millennial thing because I was born in '81. So like, I'm like part of the oldest group of millennials there is. So oh, yeah. It, but you still end up in this weird place of you don't feel like a millennial half the time, but you also don't feel no, like it's because part people of the previous treat, generation. People interchange the yeah, teenager with millennial, and they whatever. Uh, yeah. Um, so. <laughs> My my favorite, um, my favorite though is, and I can't, I don't even know explain why. It just for some reason this makes me happy every time you hear it. Um, is Rockstar with uh, Kurt and Adam or Kurt and and Elliot? Oh, okay. You know what though? It makes me happy every time I play it too. Because when it comes on, like if I'm playing Glee songs in the car, when it comes on, I'm totally in there, just like singing at the top of my lungs, and you know, doing the little I'm stuck in traffic shuffle. You know what song I feel that way about? The Happening. Yeah, that too. Because it's kind of got like the a little bop about it. It's it's like you know it's it's chippy, chipper, chipper. Yeah, That's the word. yeah. <laughs> it's te- it's almost eleven p.m. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, 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 how do you words? All right. So. Uh, <laughs> Ending on that happy note, um, that is our podcast for the week. Uh, we had a lot of awesome ones. And you know what? You guys should write us in and say what your favorite season five ones are because you guys never write us in. And we're getting towards the end, so you should start doing that. Anyway, I want to thank um, Kay and Kitty for being here because we had an awesome, awesome conversation. Uh, next week, we're going to do the season five wrap-up uh, podcast, which is crazy that we're almost done. It's weird. Mm, Um, I know so I hope you guys have a great Sunday and we'll see you next week You make me feel so young you make me feel like spring has sprung Like the way he's speaking His confidence is peaking Don't like his baggy 